0: All right, so Tim Dooner, here we are again, Transparency 19, day two, my energy is as high as ever. Wow, man. Well, you know,
1: let's give a little background for a second here, because this is an intense event, isn't it? Oh,
0: man, and it's all hands on
1: deck. Yeah, and I mean, the closeness of this staff is, I think, really what brings it all together. You and I, we don't just co-host the show. We drove all the way down here. Every chance we've had, we've been doing production meetings and hanging out because as fun as this event is for everyone else, it's still a job for us, right? Yeah,
0: it's like, uh, you know, it is like kind of like uh, the Magic Kingdom. You know, there's employees making the magic happen every time so that everybody's experience is terrific. And, you know, somebody's suffering in the scenes back there. It's No, it's not just us, actually. The production staff of the entire GICC is, uh, you know, they're just pulling off minor miracles each and every moment
1: oh yeah i mean i am seeing arlen stark he is the guy i think he's the one he's kind of like the wizard of oz or oh, the wow. walt disney of this kind of event he is just the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings he's working very closely with people like lisa mcginty our our, our director of marketing yep. and they're just doing some amazing amazing work but so is everyone else because yeah. i don't know if you guys know but we we come in at six thirty in the morning right no
0: it's uh it's great, and uh, it is the t- it is a team effort as i I keep saying you know like I don't know what the secret sauce that Craig was able to put together. I don't know how much you know of it was uh luck or you know the more you practice, the luckier you get but man, I, I just like somehow from the very beginning uh even with the diverse personalities and different segments that we were all in, I've just really had a lot of fun being on this team
1: well, I got to tell you too, and this I've worked for a lot of different companies with a lot of different cultures and i got to agree with, with sort of what, what the tops of the bottom is. If you don't want to be here, then don't be here. Because to me, this is a very special job. I came here from Boston. In fact, I think I mentioned yesterday, my house just sold, so congratulations to me.
0: Yes. That, that, that oh, yeah, that deserves a little cowbell. i you need that one for me. Yeah,
1: that deserves a little, little bang-bang. <laughs> Yay! No, but so, so, I mean, this for me, and I'm, I'm kind of a production nerd, so I like this. I like that I get to go yeah. behind the scenes. I like, to, I like that I can talk to the back-of-the-house people. I like that I can see people at their strongest and at their weakest, and we pick each other up, and we go, come on, brother. We're all here together, and we're all here to make this the greatest event, not just in logistics, but I think we're aiming a little higher. I think we're going for one of the best yeah. conventions or conferences. I'm not sure what the distinction is. We're going for one of the best events you can, you can put on.
0: Yeah, uh, and we are putting it on and uh, totally excited about uh, who we have on, you know, kind of uh, here in the truth Blockbuster, right, man?
1: Blockbuster. Who who was our speaker yesterday? Gary V, right?
0: Gary V, yeah, he was was really great. He was fun. Man, I I mean, we just witnessed something that I, I was really excited about with a visionary keynote speaker, Brad Jacobs. Oh yeah! Wow, that was fun. Like the town hall approach and everybody getting to ask their own questions. And he was kind of light on his feet and, you know, just kind of taking. You know, if he if he didn't know the answer, he would say I don't know. But in each and every case, like I I was, I came out kind of
1: juiced, a little bit inspired. I was going to say that I think that there's a lot of perceptions people have about people, and this event is about changing perceptions. And there is nothing more powerful, and there is nothing harder to do than to transform people's perceptions and like for example yesterday I think Gary Vee a lot of people see him as this really high energy guy and, yep. and Craig's a really high energy guy and it's like are these two bulls going to collide <laughs> and instead they had like this really mellow great conversation Thoughtful, yeah and that's transformative and Brad Jacobs too I've, I haven't seen that much because he doesn't do a ton of public speaking what an engaging and captivating guy right high I, energy I
0: agree uh, that lots of th- and he didn't come out like trying to like blow you out of the water with like thoughts about singularity and how humans are gonna be displaced <laughs> but uh, you know but it but you know like I, I felt I feel intellectually stimulated
1: sort of you know well I mean I asked him a question or two and I gotta tell you I I have interviewed a lot of people and you can tell when someone cares about the question and when they don't and he would really engage you by looking you right in the eye and yeah. going into the audience, and he actually got personal with some of them. I mean, he was talking about his own expiration date on a question about extinction. Yeah, which is
0: really powerful. He was like, "With my eight thousand days, I have left," or something.
1: <laughs> I was but like, it, "Wow, that's it, okay." He's it, getting it, specific. It's but it's my. It's always yeah. it's been my approach, it's been the approach that I I have always injected when I've done podcasts. And and one thing that I think we bring to the production now too is is a very strong focus on that. This isn't a show really about companies. This is a show about people that run companies. Because people are the real story. And people are captivating.
0: Shout out to the North American convert Commercial Vehicle Show. The North American Commercial Vehicle Show, NACV, is a B2B exhibition focused on fleet decision makers and key influencers in the commercial vehicle industry. Leading truck and trailer manufacturers and commercial vehicle parts and component suppliers will demonstrate their latest product offerings during the NACV Show 2019, taking place at the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta from October 28th through 31st. What the Truck listeners can go to NACVshow.com and register with code FW19 for a free Expo Hall Pass.
1: Veva Diamond. Well, he's easy, easy enough. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Veva in the sky with diamonds.
0: Veva, great to have you
1: here. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Get the countdown for,
1: for Veva? Yes, Veva Woo! in the house
0: from uh, Hub, hub group.
1: group. Hub Group. That's <laughs> a, are you You guys are based. I'm from Boston. Are you guys based out of Boston? Is, is it the hub as in Boston or is it the hub of transportation? Where's that hub?
0: Chicago. Uh-huh. Oh. The windy she city. She takes your Boston and she All right. plays well, you Chicago. Well,
1: I'm not going to take that one lying down because, you know, Boston is the windiest city in the country. Do you know why they call Chicago the Windy City? Is I mean, it no,
0: because it's windy? No,
1: because of the politicians. Oh! It was an old political cartoon calling them windbags.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I seem to have heard that a few dozen times. But, but it does <laughs> make it sense. Chicago is a hub of transportation,
1: yep. right? You have rail going through there. You have air going through there through a hair. And you have trucking going through there. So you, they all collide. In right.
2: some ways, you and, could probably say it's the logistics hub, right? And that's exactly why our founders started in Chicago, was for all the reasons you just articulated. Sure. So tell us a little bit. So you're out here.
1: This is, what do you think of the event so far, first of all? I mean, this is, this is pretty cool, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and this event, is it just continues to get better. You know yeah. what
1: we were talking about before we came in here? We were really surprised by sort of the keynotes, because I think that a lot of people have different perceptions of people, and there's nothing more powerful than when someone goes up there and they change your perception, because I think that's what we're all trying to do with data and technology, is kind of change a lagging industry, an industry that's kind of technology-wise, been in 1995 for like a long time and we're really trying to (laughs) accelerate them to 2020. And it's a process, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you know the the whole idea of change is is uh, I, I think a little bit old school now because we all do it every day in our in our personal lives, and so now we think about technology as just a natural part of what we do, and it's constantly changing, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, Viva, tell us about
0: uh, Hub Group. Give us a little context for our listeners. Uh, how how big is Hub Group? Uh, what do you guys do?
2: Yeah. So. Um, uh, supply chain and, and transportation and logistics. Um, we do intermodal, dedicated um, brokerage and logistics. So those are really the you know the entire suite across a broad portfolio of services that we offer to the market.
0: Wow! Yeah, how, how many employees?
2: Um, that's a good question. I think we have about, um, in total, around 5,000 employees. Just a fledgling little
0: company, yeah. huh? Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, okay. Well, that's huge. Huh? Well, uh, it is great to have you on. We're, we're totally talking about just, uh, you know, obviously transparency, change, technology happening. Uh, what's what's uh, the buzz for you right now? What's exciting to you right now here at Transparency 19? You've been, we've been here about a day and a half. Um, what's, what's going on for you? What's sparking your uh, ideas?
2: Yeah, I think what, what I'm finding most interesting is it's really all about the data. Everything that we're hearing is about what are we doing with the information that we, frankly, have had for years, but we haven't been able to figure out how to turn it into intelligence.
1: Yeah, and so so that's a challenge, right? That's a challenge. To, I've done a lot of sort of data purity, and for the past two years I was dealing a lot with data purity because you get the data sources from the start, from the very foundation. You, if it's not put in properly, by the time it comes to you, you have spreadsheets where you can really tell where people are just trying to key through. And it's like, if you put this into a machine and started to try to automate it, 10,000 trucks would show up at your door, and that would be a gigantic issue. Is that a challenge that you guys are seeing, is is just getting... The data stream proper, so you can actually leverage it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's not it's not just about having the data. To your point, because if it's not accurate, no. um, you are going to get bad information. So uh, the regardless of how intelligent your machine learning is, it can't uh, deal with something that it it doesn't understand. And we've actually found that where um, we've had to go back and redo some things, um, you know, all the way from how we're capturing the information because it was no longer um, sort of. Uh, you know, clean and pristine, um, so we could make uh, decisions from it.
1: Yeah, there's sort of this resistant fear we hear at other conferences, where you hear a lot of people go, "This is a business about relationship," and they always say, it kind of like, as an excuse or as insulation against using data. And then there's also this perspective that, like, machine learning or automation are negative because they're going to replace people but you just said it perfectly it still takes people to put these processes in place it still takes people to collate this data it just creates different industry and different job structure but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative thing does it
2: no um in fact the the people uh, comment is really important because we have people fear technology because they think it's going to replace them or you know they're no longer going to be valuable what it really does is allow them to move further into the value chain um, so now things that that you had to do before manually can be automated, but the human interaction is still required and often to to make the right kind of decision.
0: Right, I mean, with or without human beings, for now, with the technology, we are going to require relationships. It's almost redundant to some extent. But I mean, I think that what I've been learning here, if I if I had to say something, you know, like we we talk, I talked to David Wagner of Echo Logistics yesterday about like, well, da, what what's it, what's really going to be happening in the future? Like, when we're automating everything, does this mean that in fact there will be perhaps fewer brokers? And he had an interesting uh, answer about like, well. I think we all want to grow, and if you make each broker more efficient, you know you you, I, you don't necessarily have fewer brokers, you just have more efficient ones but of course, we just heard Brad Jacobs basically just lay down the gauntlet of you know what we're we are headed that way, where there's just going to be fewer jobs for people, and we're going to be disintermediated as brokers um, like what 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 do you think like will there like is there a re- we need to embrace change we need to we want to increase efficiencies we want our jobs to be higher quality like what what are you guys doing I guess at hub group how are you figuring out how to you know increase the efficiency of uh, of the operations for your teams through maybe some automation through uh, I don't know are you using AI or predictive analytics um, and and how do you address that fear that employees may have about you know about this Technology.
2: Yeah, let's start with the simple stuff. You know, so first we look at those things that are manual and repeatable, um, and those are the things we use technology, whether it's you know RPA or chatbots or things like that, uh, to just move that that kind of uh, work out of the way, so our people can focus on, frankly, the relationships, the interactions. Those are still really important. They're important with our working with our carriers in our brokerage space. Certainly, working with our own drivers and and uh, obviously constantly interacting with the customers. Um, we absolutely do use AI and machine learning. Um, you know, we use that really to make um, to make use of all the data that we have and really produce better outcomes than we could get naturally. So whether that's things like estimating when our containers uh, will be um, available so we can plan better our drivers and we can service our customers better.
1: You know, you, we have a good theme going here with people, right? It, it, yeah. it, that's always the fear. And really... People are the gatekeepers to technology and people are the inactioners and the enablers of it. So I always point to something like social media, right? Social media doesn't replace people, it connects people and it's technology. And that doesn't automate it any sort of process or anything. Something like LinkedIn. I have completely leveraged LinkedIn to source most of the guests that are at, the, even though they're at this conference, it's still more convenient to just send them a message on there and say, Would you like to come in? They give me their cell number and you text. All technology. Then the human being shows up. So it's, there's there's really a fear is there
0: uh no- maybe not i mean i'm I'm trying to think uh embrace you know social media is an interesting example because it also comes though latent with uh its other social and cultural issues uh right um but yeah, I mean there's a lot of positives to it what i guess uh were, were you gonna respond to that Viva?
2: well, what? I was just gonna make a comment that you know our driver's are actually a really good example you know they're It wasn't long ago we'd talk about, oh, you know, are the drivers sophisticated? Um, Do they have technology? Are they used to it? And now we're all the way to the point where one of the things our drivers like the most is a messaging app that we have because it it immediately connects them to the right person who can help solve their problems. But it was technology that facilitated that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess another thought that um, sort of sparked my attention about at the end about what Brad Jacobs was saying uh, for our town hall keynote was, you know, he was like, you know, soon we will, I mean, this is one of the exciting things about technology that I don't even necessarily see displacing jobs or anything, at least not for a long time, but just the immediacy of being able to know where every single truck is all the time, having that kind of clear, accurate, transparent, immediate data so that we can know. How to puzzle piece the logistics of it all so that we don't run with 20 to 30% deadhead miles on all of our
1: freeways. That's pretty exciting. Well, think, I mean, I was going to say, think about what data just is, though. And I bring up yeah. social media as a parallel because data is just communication. It could be communicating numbers. Uh, it could gotcha. be communicating placement. It could be yeah. cum- communicating words. And it could be communicating GPS. So I think the fear of technology is a little bit unfounded because all we are trying to do is accelerate the pace of the speed and the spread of information. And it can benefit people through multiple through multiple ranges of capital. Be oh, yeah. that be that personal capital where you assuage their, their anxiety of like, oh, I don't know where my – we've always had that kind of boss, right? That, that they always want to know what you're that micromanager who always wants to know what you're doing and with trucking there is a micromanagement aspect because you have shippers on the other end of that receiving and they they want to know a lot and a lot of times we just don't have the information I've cleared tons and tons of shipments and especially like FDA fish shipments where you have to clear FDA and CHP and they'll keep calling you and it, sometimes they don't believe you that you don't know but it's like the technology isn't there. We don't know until it gets released, but we can allow you to know when we do know. So right now we can bridge those kind of gaps, right? But how do we bridge all of the gaps? How do we bring this all together? How do we bring it all? Do home? you
0: know what he doesn't know that I think you know, uh, <laughs> Veva? Um,
2: well, so let's just talk about data for a minute. I mean, I think your point is really valid because what we see across the supply chain is there are different y- – Uses of the data, sometimes the same piece of information. So whether it's our drivers needing to know, uh, you know, information about the the load that they're going to be picked up, being uh, picked up, what they're going to be paid, um, when they need to deliver it. The customers like to know when a driver has been assigned. Why? Because that increases the probability that will arrive on time. Um, they also like to know in transit. And we used to you know, say, well, what are you going to do with that information? Why is it so important to your point? And, and in the end, it's because they're trying to make different decisions. Maybe if they know that you're going to be arriving early and I'm going to be arriving slightly late, they can change up things in a, you know, in a live, live scenario at a, at a DC and become more productive. So a lot of times that's that same piece of information being used throughout that complex supply chain. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's
0: uh, it's interesting to you know, like. A lot of times we want to jump ahead uh, about, about like a century to to the singularity or whatever that we're you know, and it's like, and, and we're thinking of like, well, we're just gonna all be unemployed and walking around with nothing to do. I just, I, I it's like, well, one step at a time. How about we figure out that you know the like, as Brad Jacobs was saying, like, how to not type so much so that we can increase our like, like, there's we we've got to Yes, we can you know envision some kind of utopia, um, so far ahead of us that maybe. It freaks us out. But in the here and now, 2019, heading into a new decade, um, I mean, I think things are going to talk about Moore's Law yesterday, uh, it, you know, increase exponentially. Um, it's just stimulating and exciting. It's uh, great stuff to have you on, Veva. Um, really yeah, appreciate it. What,
1: what's next? What were you yeah. off to when you get at it? When you, after you bang the cowbell, because we're going to have you bang the cowbell. We've been doing it for every guest in here. And the winner will win the Transparency 19 More Cowbell Award. So we're not going to tell you exactly what to do, but you get about five seconds. I'll give you a little test like that. You know, you can pick it up. You can do whatever you like.
2: Okay, um, what I'm going to do next, I'm actually most excited. The reason I come is to really watch the, the uh, demos. I yeah. really yes. enjoy those. You learn a lot. You see a lot of different perspectives. And, and frankly, it creates a lot of energy in terms of, um, you know, what do we want to go do next? So.
0: Absolutely. That's, that seems to be the answer that uh, a lot of our, our leaders um, are, are paying attention to and why they come as well. Not just for the good time and the recreating and the uh, the walk on the moon kind of parties and the blue martinis.
1: Well, this attracts – this. Tr- this. This attracts people who are open to change too and who know that they need to change to adapt and to not be reported on freight waves as a carrier or a 3PL that went out of business because they didn't adapt, right?
0: Right. So it's great to have you here, Veva.
1: Why don't you bang the cab bell for Hub Group?
2: All right, here we go
1: okay what? yeah it was a good start it was come a good to start. dinner it's like the dinner come, yeah bell that right kind there. of was all right and we're both working the barbecue so <laughs> so it fits yeah we will have to great. get the triangle award next time
0: great to have you yeah it was great to have thank you, you, the you show. so much thank you yeah. let's talk again
1: so okay. we were just joined by what michael feig he's from capital logistics you must have just come out of visionary speaker brad jacobs forum right
3: i sure did
1: Do you go by michael or mike
3: either or is fine okay what,
1: what did you think about what he had to say
3: very interesting. Obviously, yeah. he's extremely focused on technology yeah. and how it's going to continue to change and evolve the business, which isn't anything new, but it's, it was you know, very interesting to hear him speak. He did a great job of sort of articulating his vision Whoa. and doing it in a way that was relatable to everybody.
1: Hold on a second. The way you answer that now kind of begs the question, is Capital Logistics focused on technology? What, what is your opinion of technology and the technological needs of your company?
0: Man, where are you guys based?
1: Yeah, you guys do reefers, right? You
0: guys yeah, do temperature we move, control? we move a
3: lot of temperature-controlled co- uh, freight. We're based out of White Plains, New York, and we use... we use the technology available to us because we don't have the $550 million budget Brad does or the $150 million budget that Beasterfield has at Robinson. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is... What budget do you have? Well, <laughs> We try to procure... A percentage of that. <laughs> a smaller percentage. Okay. Yeah. But we try to procure the best products available that make us able to give our customers what they need.
1: Yeah. I mean, So, so with some of these demos, some of the things that are great about some of these companies that are doing demos and providing these technologies, and some are good for your needs and some are not. I mean, Reefer... I used to do FDA fish imports for for actually Vandegrift, who was just bought up. Um, But I used to do for them, and that's a very, very unique space. And in Boston, there's probably about 70 carriers or something that can service you, but there's two reefer carriers. So it's a very, very unique market. What do you guys – how do you guys face that challenge? Because you have slightly different competition, right? You're not necessarily fighting against XBO, who does LTL, and you're not fighting against – you're not really fighting against – I mean, it's because you're fighting against C.H. Robinson because they have C.H. Fresh, right?
3: Sure. I mean, we come up against – C.H. Robinson, Alan Lund, a lot of the other bigger name yeah. players in the reefer space. How do we fight that? We, we're we not trying to, per se, fight them directly. We're trying to be who we are, do what we do, which is we do an excellent job at moving refrigerated perishable goods. We aren't trying to be everything to anybody. I'm sorry, everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. We are simply focused on being the best in class at what we do. No, Chad, I don't know if you know yeah. this
1: or not. I don't know if you know this, but like, you know how she was mentioning that anxiety, like the trucker and shipper anxiety of, of deliveries? Now, ratchet that up by a million when you're dealing with perishables yeah. and temperature-controlled goods, because you have to deal with not just CHB. you got to deal with the FDA. Those are two clearances, and you got to wait for the temperature control truck, and you're talking about things that can, go, can get spoiled, right, if they don't sure. get there in time. So you have really, like, the, the, the rapidity of, of data and the rapidity of communication is vital to, to, to really advancing in your business,
3: right? 100%. Communication okay. is paramount, and it has to be immediate. Yeah.
0: So, uh, well, uh, along those lines then, uh, Mike, what 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 is the attraction to transparency? Is this your first time around, uh, or were you at uh, 18 last year?
3: This is my first time attending the conference. Uh, we are familiar with Freight Raves. You guys have become, in my opinion, an industry leader on what's happening day-to-day, in our industry and it's an underreported section of the world. And so finally a broker has a place to go that's dedicated to our, our yeah, business. Yeah. So yeah. In, in that sense, we, we really enjoy, you know, working, using freight waves and, and having a, a voice of the industry.
0: So uh, do you like, do you like the demo day aspect of things to yes. keep an eye on the, maybe the immediacy of some of what the technology is doing that can help inform uh, your specialty in, in refer?
3: Yes, we we are here, one, to see what products are out there, two, to hear different high-level people in the industry and their thoughts, just like what Brad told us. Yeah. And then, you know, I also like how you get seven minutes, you see the technology, and you can... Make a decision whether you need to investigate more and it's the right potential fit for your organization or if it's just yeah. not something that fits what you're doing.
0: I've learned also from uh, from Dean Croak a few things, our chief insights officer at Freight Waves, when we look at sonar and we think about the movement of different sectors of freight. And, uh, you know, one thing that and this is my, my question is. Um, you know reefer is like you know there's all these like I, I understand that there's these complexities but it also seems like if you if you are able to invest in this kind of cool like truck that does this this special you know like temperature controlled stuff do, do you kind of have a, a, an embedded advantage over a lot of the other uh, owner operators carriers out there because there you're there is just this very specific kind of cargo that you're supposed to be picking up up and ha- like, are there so many advantages? Like, can you always figure out more like head to head haul um, markets or, or what, like, what are the challenges that make, what are the disadvantages that take away from it? But what are like, is there, I, to me, I might just want to get into it. Like if I were, if I were thinking about being a, a driver, it seems like there's so many embedded advantages, but is that true or not?
3: I've never sat in the driver's seat. So, given I've never driven a truck, I don't want to opine that it's easier to operate a refrigerated you know, van or a dry van. Um,
0: I know it's, it's, uh, there's also seasonality components. Correct. Yeah. So,
3: I, for me, my background is prior to getting into the freight industry, I was an equity trader. And you'll find that the reefer market, and especially the produce markets, have extreme volatility. So, as Brad mentioned, volatility can be your friend. Mm-hmm. And it, yep. it, and it isn't always a bad thing if used correctly. Uh, so you right. get a lot more volatility because you have markets that are hot for such short periods of time.
1: I would say the anxiety probably of being a driver in reefer is probably a little bit higher. It's a little bit more specialized. The demands are much higher. I mean, they're always looking for you. Shippers have a lot of anxiety about their freight. Like As I mentioned, has to do two clearances. Time is money. Grocery stores traditionally do not have the best docks. They're not as bad as auto parts, but they're, they're up there as some of the longest turn times. And drivers yes. will only get paid when they're moving. So reefer drivers may be even harder to source than just a traditional sort of dry van driver. I think
0: they are harder to source. I wonder now if with the advantage of like data that such as sonar provides. Do you guys happen to use sonar?
3: We haven't subscribed yet, but we're very interested. That's one of the reasons we're here. Oh, great! Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm. uh, Well, like I'm thinking, looking at like, like when we look at like the reefer head haul index, and you know the blue areas, and you know like starting to strategize. Can you go from blue area to blue area, head haul to head haul? Like, if that just must have to make it uh, much more advantageous um, to be in reefer. I I don't know, Um, but uh, you you, you know, uh, I guess time will will tell, but I think that that would have to play um, a, a very important strategic advantage.
1: With the driver shortage, right? We, we always hear about the driver shortage, and we're never sure if it's overblown or not. Do you have that? Do you have a challenge of sourcing? Have, has there been a challenge for you guys to source drivers?
3: In the first quarter, regardless of whether you're moving flatbed van or reefer, the capacity was much easier to source than it was a year ago, year over year. And you guys have demonstrated that just now in the sonar chart showing tender rejections, mm-hmm. where they were 25% versus 4.5%. Yeah. So they're down an astronomical And,
1: and for the audience, just so if someone's listening they don't understand, a tender rejection yeah. is basically ha- the, the, the index of the carriers who are not picking up loads. They're usually doing that because they're getting enough loads that they don't need to pick yours up. That's like the capacity so, crisis that goes up.
3: Right. So simply put, last year at this time, carriers were accepting probably three out of every four loads. Mm-hmm. Now they're accepting over nine out of every 10 loads. Mm-hmm. So the, st- the spot market is, is much less robust. capacity is easier to source, and even in the reefer market. Now, to follow what you're saying, I think, yes, the reefer freight is more difficult. It is more touch. There is a lot more communication required because the shelf life of this product if for example it's a strawberry might have seven days where your can of tuna fish probably has seven years mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so 20 it's
0: gross to think about isn't it <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think i want to be eating five-year-old can tuna but you already but have you, you definitely you
3: definitely do over five-year-old strawberries <laughs>
0: <laughs> right right so yeah and so like they've got the strawberries ready and there and there's a you know reefer truck that's like a few hundred miles away they're they're like bust your tail to get here i mean i could see those kind of Pressures. Well, it's well, also it's, organs. It's, it's, it's organs too,
1: right? Do you guys move like hearts and stuff get put w- in?
0: A we
3: personally don't do that, but it, it's it's less than. Bust. It's just there's a, that there's every a pretty
0: big org uh, organ uh, economy. I think there is, it's, yeah, especially uh, on the
1: black market. <laughs> but but
3: if you if you really think about it, the, the the pressure that Tim's speaking about is that when a driver's one day late, even if it's no fault of his own, if it's weather, or yeah. it's just, the pressure mounts because the shelf life has been reduced. Yeah. Every hour, the shelf life is getting reduced uh, a nominal amount. I'm sorry, a, a meaningful amount. Yeah, yeah. So that's why there's so much more pressure to to make on time, and because you're really working with a very limited. Time this product will you're be already done.
1: late, right? You're, you're late when the second they send you that, that uh, sure. the, you know, the, bill, the arrival notice, like even though the ship hasn't even arrived, it's not arriving for three days, they already want that fish because they need to get it to that sure. grocery store because they have a contract with them too that the thing has to have a certain amount of freshness and one day can, can spoil an entire load. Even if the fish isn't spoiled, it can get, it can get Correct. rejected.
0: It is great to have you on, Mike, here. What are you looking forward to about transparency? What have you? What, what is one of your takeaways? Anything so far? What's a buzz in your head right now about TP19?
3: I am I'm really impressed with all the data coming out of Sonar. I think that it is really a game-changing product for the industry. It is, um, to go back to my Wall Street days, it is seemingly the Bloomberg of freight, mm-hmm. which is really exciting yes. for someone like, myself um the other things that are very interesting is seeing all of the different technologies and figuring out what we can add on to provide a better solution for our customer
0: yeah man so so i
3: can't tell you specifically which one because we haven't seen all the demos yet i haven't done all my due diligence but i think you guys what you're doing is basically bringing to the forefront companies that are potentially making a huge difference in the supply chain giving us a quick snapshot so we can evaluate whether we need to do more due diligence on them. And that's what's so unique about transparency.
0: It is a good time, isn't it? And, you know, on that note, would you please uh, ring our cowbell? Yeah, so we're having
1: the Transparency 19 More Cabell Award. So we're judging everybody. Everybody has, like, five seconds to come up with whatever routine they want. They can do whatever you want with this thing. We'll, we'll give the winner the uh, More cabell Award, right? The
0: Transparency 19. All right.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Whoa. You have set the bar pretty the, high. The gauntlet has been raised. Oh my gosh. I, mean, wow. I think he's gonna be in the top three so. You're far. At least,
1: I think he's might he might be in top two right now. We have to listen <laughs> to the tape <laughs> back. That was yeah. strong. Thank Very you. That nice. That was strong. If man. All else fails. And no delay, because you work in that reefer. Hey, my one piece of advice, I I think that one thing that you can leverage other than sonar data is ELD data. I think ELD can be a big advantage in the reefer space, just knowing dwell times and and those kind of things. Agreed. And, yeah. And GPS data is a big Agreed. one, too. Yeah. Well, Thanks, Tim. yeah. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you,
0: Chad. All right. Hey, nice to nice to meet you and have enjoy you enjoy the on, show, Michael. We thank will. You. Thank you. Whoa. Hey, we are here with. Michael Vincent, one of the OGs, the originals yeah. at Freight Waves, uh, dude. You've been SVP. Ooh. I don't know what title you are now. You wear a lot of hats. You're yeah. you're managing a lot of people. Um, great to have you on. Thank I know it too. But, but I no, want to say this: wait, wait, thing, wait. and crew,
1: and crew. Like he's not he's not just here. And you know, you are, you have big role in the company. But everyone here is very down to earth. That's one thing I love. And that you are helping you're here all night you're here first and you're one of the last people to leave last night or the last people to leave right well
4: yeah as long as there's alcohol here then well, I'm the last <laughs> one to leave
1: No, you are you're an animal man you're
4: getting it done, <laughs>
0: you're getting to done each and every of uh, day day and hour and moment um, we just wanted to catch you here for a minute, dude. Um, yeah, awesome. You know, Transparency 19. It's it's it, you know it's a lot of work for us on the ground, right? Yes. Um, it's exhausting, but it's it's sort of like the Magic Kingdom. Like George Abernathy says, we're putting on a show, and I think people are pretty excited right now.
4: Absolutely, a lot of good feedback too. People are very uh, very happy with the content and and the, and the flow through the demo booths and everything. Everybody seems very upbeat.
1: I got to ask. So, is this? So, you guys draft this thing, and I know I know handled a lot of this stuff, but you've been you've been help you've been lending your hand. Has this come out the way you envisioned it? Is it better? Is it bigger? Is it more massive?
4: Yeah, it it is. uh, It's always surprising how well it is actually. Yeah, from the very first one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really, it really is because you know you go to these events and they're really really cool and they're nice, but to be able to do it yourself or be part of the team that does it, not I had a very yeah. small role in it, creative and, and some effort. But, yeah, Arlen Stark, John Bowes, those are the people that put this yeah. thing together. Well, I, and they, yeah. they really uh, they saw Craig's vision and everybody else's vision and have done a fabulous job to come in here and watch it and see – this is the best show I've ever been
1: to. Yeah. And it's, it's
4: ours. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
1: dude. Like, even at cool. reception last night, like, most, most of these logistics shows you go to, you might get, like, a DJ, if even, or, but they usually they take you to, like, crappy restaurant, they open the bar, and it becomes a bunch of, like, drunk, older guys, you know, talking nonsense. They all seem really bitter, and they're all so stagnant. Right. right. And we have, like, right. the, what was that yeah. band last night, the Miami Funk Machine? I don't even know. <laughs> Jamie Hunt 360,
4: bitch. Party on the moon. A party on the moon. They were. Yeah, they kicked butt. They were, they were good. That's they were what good. I was going to say. Entertaining, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not the... Uh not, not uh, somebody up there droning not on your father's.
1: On. Not your father's logistics conference.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's to, exactly not right. Not to
0: toot our own cowbell too much, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's – I'm also – I get, like, you know, just to add to what you guys are saying, I get really stimulated by the keynotes. And, I mean, of course, yes, the demo companies too, but, like, I, there's just so many different kinds of thinking that gets brought to the table that, like, I feel I, – I do feel like I legitimately, you know, got – Something I got fed, like I like I read a couple of really good books, and now you know I've been now I've got something to output with.
1: Well, he said it. Yeah,
0: he, that's
4: exactly right.
1: You said you said ownership, right? And this is ours, and that's about ownership. And I think the thing that's really cool, and I've only been here for a few weeks, is that we all work very hard, but we all do our own things, and we don't always see what each other are doing. So an event like this, it all comes together, and you're like, holy you know crap that's what that guy does and like wow what an amazing job like then you're like wow man craig's really put together a blockbuster team of high motor individuals
4: that there's no doubt about it it's amazing to watch it really is and and to chad your point that the content is is unbelievable it's not somebody just droning on and on and then the next person droning on and on it's it's real vision it's it's uh uh, new ideas moving forward really moving the industry forward type of ideas breaking the mold innovation it's it's really it's really something special to watch
0: and one of the things that um, is special to be a part of as well is is like you know a lot of people the chatter uh, of sonar is really beginning like now that we've hit the 4.0 and I mean we have leveled up it feels like like what you are you know kind of in charge of a lot of things going on what's the chatter over there like I mean, I'm sure that people are, are, have got – it's got to literally be a game changer. What are people talking about? I mean, are they what, – what are they seizing on right now?
4: Uh, specifically within Sonar? Yeah, so or just like – Really, are, the changes – first of all, just yeah. let me tell you. I mean, when last year when we first rolled this out, right? It was pulling people into that booth. Yeah. It was a killer booth. It was awesome. But yeah. they had yeah. no clue what we were showing them, right? Yeah. And so you're kind of pulling people in almost like a used car salesman. <laughs> hey, let me show you sonar. Well, I yeah. don't know. Well, we'll give you a free truck if you look at it, right? That right. type of thing. Now it's just, you're just bombarded and people, ooh, I love this sonar. Can I, can I, can I see what's going on inside here and, and learning this stuff? So
1: Well, look at that booth. I mean, look at that screen. They get a gigantic curved LED above it. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, you said you, said <laughs> really you well, you've been, you said you've been blown away by the speakers right and one yeah. thing that we were talking about before you came in here was that there's nothing more powerful than changing someone's perception about you and we were like with with gary Vee, you know he's a very polarizing guy yeah. i've only seen him on linkedin yelling at people so i didn't have <laughs> i didn't have i didn't have the highest opinion but then when he went up there and spoke and and for me in my head i'm thinking like two bulls are gonna collide craig and right. gary Vee. and no it was just super mellow it was two guys talking at a high level but in a casual level, and I think what is really good in the takeaway is it changed people's perception because this is really what we're trying to
4: yeah. do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, to your point, I wasn't the greatest Gary Vee fan but now, Until now, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I a may not lot be his greatest fan, but it changed my opinion dramatically watching him up there with Craig and, and having that discussion.
0: You know, like, it, for, to further add to that, you know, so I went back to the, uh, to the green room momentarily where, you know, the, the, just to get a little R&R, um, thinking it would be empty, and then I, like then all the stars are backstage, you know, all the, yeah, all right, the, right. All the speakers and they're all talking. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. And then Gary V passes, and they were already chattering about him. Like, I mean, big, smart, like visionary folks. And they were just like, this is going to be a tough act to follow. Wow. And then Gary comes through and they're they're shaking his hand. And guess what? Like he barely has time for it. Anybody? He's getting filmed as he's walking out. Yeah, right. Thank you, yeah, thank you. Right. But no, it's like he obviously he was making an impression
1: even on um, even on some of the, the well superstars. But, yeah, but then yeah. Brad Absolutely. Jacobs too, right? Brad yep. Jacobs. So uh, Brad Jacobs too. He's kind of this, this this sort of like mythical visionary figure, and he doesn't do a lot of speaking. No, he and, doesn't. He doesn't do a lot of speaking, and then he. But then he comes out and he did a whole town hall forum. It was it was really cool. We think you're doing an excellent job, Verve on the street. We're doing the transparency, more cowbell award. T19, yeah, thanks sit, for joining us. Absolutely, in, you get five seconds to hit this thing. Whatever the best routine is, whoever wins it's going to win the best of show. Cowbell award. So let's see do it. The more, you so, get so five, I get to just play
4: this however I want to play it for five, five seconds. seconds.
1: Yep. Whoa! Whoa. Nice. <laughs>
4: Creativity,
1: you did the mixer. Mm. That was like the mixing the the That's the, eggs. the mixer. Man. That's the egg mixer. I
4: make a meat moblet, too. Throw some eggs in there. I'll make that's you a That's ready for the
1: oven. <laughs> that
4: puts it wow. in the you top three. You cooked that thing.
0: The top three, I would say. <laughs> hey, thanks um, for joining us. Hey, yeah, absolutely.
4: Man. We
0: are right now visited by the one and only Patrick Drought. Mm. Did I pronounce that right? Drought? drought?
1: Pretty close. Wow. Is it drought? Drought. Yeah. Drought. Yeah, like not enough water. Exactly. You know, like the reservoir yeah, oh, flow. Don't K water Ratio. your lawn, don't run the sprinklers.
0: CEO of K-Ratio. Man, it's great to have you back.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, this is a Curiosity Show, and uh, I saw your guys' booth, but we have been we have been just working nonstop. We're in either production meetings or talking to people. So can you assuage my curiosity and tell me what K-Ratio does?
5: So K-Ratio is a CFTC-registered NFA member, uh, CTA, and what that basically means is a lot of acronyms to say we're legally allowed to provide trading advice mm. uh, inside of the markets so uh, when we first learned of the markets we learned that there was a lack of sophistication uh, that was going on uh, with shippers carriers and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly and we saw it as an opportunity to get out there and to help educate the industry and then in doing so um, you know you have core competencies inside of uh, shipper carriers and 3PLs that isn't necessarily aligned with trading financial futures, right? So when you put that all together, we we can step in, we can advise, we can consult, or um, or we can actually just take uh, more or less all trading uh, responsibilities under our, uh, underneath our wing and then just advise and say, here are the positions that we're taking. Uh, that correlate with your portfolio of underlying business
1: interesting, I feel like with this particular dynamic, we really look like like Monday night football sports broadcasters i don 't know if it's a headset but it's like i don't don't you feel like that I feel like we're uh, you know.
0: Yeah, um, well, uh, let's make sure that our commentary is uh, accurate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> moment by moment, play by play. Now, uh, so you guys have an interesting story, actually, yeah. Patrick. Uh, you guys have been around for what 20, 20 years or so, and then it was like a, t- a couple of years ago you decided to make uh, make that unusual uh, technology pivot. Of, you know, give us a little bit of of, of the background of, of how some of that had developed.
5: Yeah, so K ratios is a subsidiary of uh, K and L Freight, um, located in chicago in the chicago suburbs um that's a 22 year old company that actually started as in expedited um hot shots air freight etc uh you know serving uh, some enterprise customers more or less uh if you have an assembly line and you know you have some soup that's getting made and you need some carrots otherwise it's going to shut down the assembly line and cost you a couple hundred thousand dollars an hour you know you're going to lean on uh a partner that you really trust that you know that it's going to get there and so that's that's essentially what we did for about 20 years uh and then when i came into the organization i really started to carve up the data and saw some opportunities inside of uh some of the other verticals uh you know including contract freight and uh you know more of the spot market and the spot boards uh with these enterprise customers and we kind of evolved and uh we grew pretty significantly over the last uh two years mm. and then uh so k-ratio K ratio then had the opportunity um, that we that we saw actually last last year here at transparency, and um, I immediately you know sh- Chicago's great because you're at the epicenter of logistics essentially, but also of the futures markets and
1: yes. another Chicago guest right? Yeah, guest that's Chicago true.
5: Yeah, yeah, hub group. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're gonna you know you're gonna get a lot of Chicago with both of that and. uh I have a financial services background and uh I reached out to Kyle Littner. I think uh Chad Chad knows Kyle yes. pretty decently. And uh he just another kind of, brilliant guy. <laughs> and he just uh he took the ball and ran and uh, you know, he's the the way he was able to pick up uh what we know about uh, what he knows about freight is Incredible, and then tie that uh, with his 20 years at the Chicago Board of Trade, and it just it just makes for some really nice synergy there.
1: Well, wow! So you
0: guys, Mitch
5: Trubisky fan too, I bet, right? A huge Mitch guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but hold on. This,
5: this is like <laughs> yeah. a curiosity in person yeah, yeah, show too. Yeah. So
1: you mentioned why K Ratio does this, but what, what was your interest? Why did you decide to like? What's your background? Why did you decide to jump into this this part of the the market it's a very interesting one right i tend to know a lot about this is like but i used to think i was like 360 but this is a, a big piece of the pie i know nothing about
5: yeah so uh that, that's a good question so uh previous life i was actually in financial services for about 10 to 12 years and then uh, went back to school you know did the whole mba thing and then uh, when I got, uh, I actually got into healthcare and uh, mergers and acquisitions inside mm. of healthcare.
1: Or murders and executions. if uh, uh, you have seen American Psycho? Yes, I certainly
5: have. Well, boy, did you make a good decision
0: getting on the freight train and the data train? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. The serial killer
1: train.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
5: You that know, too. But but when you, you know when you're acquiring a uh, medical practice, there's a you know there's a whole lot of due diligence that's involved, mm. and there's a lot of. Uh, data manipulation that needs to take place in order to really understand what you are purchasing. And, um, you know, I used the software, you know, this great company out of uh Salt Lake city called Domo. And, um, uh, my buddy who's in uh, the freight freight world says, Hey, I see all that stuff that you're doing over there. Can you do that in freight? And I said, well, let me see your data. So we got into the data and it was, it was all a big mess and it took us about a year to organize and really architect it. But once, uh, Once that data was constructed correctly, you know, that's when the growth really started to – to thrive for us,
0: so so identifying that from a pretty early stage, um, you guys have been uh, on the the data train. You, I think you were at Transparency 18, right? Uh, we saw you at Market Waves uh, 18. Now you're here at Transparency 19. Like, I mean, what what, are, what what's the you know we've been, we're a day and a half in. We've seen some. We've seen a visionary keynote. We've oh, seen yeah. we've seen uh, other keynotes. Um, it's been really interesting. How Have you been stimulated? What what are you what do you like what do you like about this conference, you like the demos? What what gets you going? Is it more about the networking or, or, or what?
5: You you know, I, uh, I, I I call this the the Super Bowl of Freight conferences because I you know no bullshit. I really feel that that's exactly what it is. You have all the key players here. You got you got the monster carriers. Um, you know, in three pls here. I think uh, the one thing that it could improve on is we get a little bit uh, better shipper participation. Yeah, because you know it's it, it it's such a critical portion to, you know, the entire network and the entire supply chain. I think if we could fill that gap with them here too as well, um, this it'll take this from, uh, you know, an A to an A+. plus.
0: I like that. Well, that thanks for that feedback. And, I, I you know, it is challenging to get those shippers on board. They don't always self-identify. They uh, often uh, are siloed, don't think they need to get on the technology train. Uh, maybe we can help educate them on that front as well.
5: Mm-hmm. You would think you'd want to be educated on 10% of your cost of goods sold. Old, right you would think yeah. hey, well, actually, like okay it. now we
1: 're speaking my language, I would deal with this stuff all the time, and we would be talking about like freight accruals and chargebacks and the financial component that is completely ignored in a blind spot, and billing is a blind spot too, so what happens in a lot of freight companies, a lot of carrier companies is they'll go and 'll do the billing right, and someone completely different transportation department will handle that then there 'll be a billing department that, that, that settles it. But there's very little crossover between the two. So you like one doesn't one hand doesn't know what the other's doing. And then so there's a big loss and and what you said they go well supply chain is just 10% of cost of goods sold, which is completely false because when you see a capacity crisis coming and rates completely fluctuate. No, you're spending like 25 or 27% of your capital on on your freight because it's your inventory is a lifeblood. I mean that's your revenue. Are you like you know I, I just don't understand why some companies are not as involved in it, right?
5: Yeah, no, and that's a that's a great point and you know uh um, Go back and plug, uh, you know, Freight Futures a little bit here. Um, You know, when when you have that volatility that can move 60% inside of such a large line item, you would think, you know, especially with the rates, you know, because what we see here is contract rates aren't contract rates. Oops, uh, I got a bre- right. break. I got a breakdown on my truck. I'm not going to be able to pick it up. But really, I'm going to get 350 a mile instead of running my stuff, running my contract freight for a dollar 68 a mile with you. Oh, oops. Uh, our production line's a little bit slow. Oh, wait a second. But now that uh, now that freight's magically appearing on your mini RFB, right? So yeah. it's these games that they play, and they're they're, they're kind of. Perpetually screwing each other, so that when <laughs> right. so when the seesaw goes, they they try to go as hard at it, and that's what creates such a large uh, large volatility, right? So. Let's just re- let's just remove this volatility by sitting there saying, "Hey, if I'm a shipper, I'm going to take a long position when rates are deflated, and, and, and when I'm a carrier, when rates are inflated, hey, I'm going to lock in these revenues and I'm going to prevent any losses on market downswings that are absolutely ineve- inevitable because this type of behavior is going on between shippers and carriers. It
0: really is a, an empty space right now. Yeah. Um, I, I and because a lot, I've heard from a lot of people that you know, well, they're they're you know, of course, the the trucking freight." Futures just launched a couple of months ago. There isn't a whole lot of activity right now. The market is kind of in balance. But, man, those shippers are missing out on a golden opportunity right now to lock in some long rates right now.
1: Know what opportunity uh, we don't want Patrick to miss out on? <laughs> a chance to win the moore Cavell Award. You talk about there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in line in the green room who want a chance to win this thing. We're going to give you a chance to win the Transparency
0: the Transparency 19.
1: More, more Cowbell Award. Award. So you get five seconds to hit this thing and do whatever you want with it. We're going to judge who's the best at the end, and uh, and they'll win the More Cowbell Award. Oh,
5: so. I, I, I have it zero musical talent. Yeah, <laughs> even
1: better. You can be even more creative. It's So, 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 I, th-
5: <laughs> so I think I'm just going to go with what's that called? The shaven haircut? All right. Well, okay. Well, man. Ours, hey, uh, you, know, you know, it's up there. It's, it's better than the
3: other guy who did it, but I don't know if it's
1: at the top. But thank you so hey, much man. for joining us. not naming man. names. Yeah. Change the industry, man. Make the finance be a bigger component of people's supply chain. It's important. Yeah. Love it. Thanks Tim for Chad. being on.
0: Thanks for having me on. K Ratio, ladies and gentlemen. I feel a little bit like we're in the you know it's like the the story the hunger artist. What where,
1: do I what do I always tell you about man? Well, oh in this booth this is like a living art. I feel like David yeah, Blaine or something art. here. Yeah, you know, like, like we're,
0: they're they're watching um, they're watching something happen. Um, not, we're sure what here we're we're not here without food.
1: We've been in here without food for twenty four oh. hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. but hey, you know they always talk about mass holes? You know, uh, well you always talk yeah, about that. Yeah, well we got a yeah. fellow hole. You can't say it, I, but know, I know I'm I got not, got not allowed to say. It. it's Jeff over here. He's with Hawaii. <laughs> he's with Link Drive. <laughs> hey, Jeff I just ran into Baer? him. Well, you he had one of the cooler giveaways. These little footballs are always a blast, oh,
0: right? Oh, they are. I love throwing them around the office and then getting
1: yelled at. So, first of all, what brings you out to Transparency 19? This is like this is a pretty big event, right? Is this is the production here even bigger than you were expecting?
6: Oh yeah, it's our first time here, and uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. we were here to demo primarily yesterday yeah. during one of the seven minute lightning rounds, and then of course there's been a ton of traffic through the booth.
1: Well, so the audience doesn't know what Link Drive does. So, can you just tell us a little bit about yeah. what you guys are bringing here?
6: Yeah, we do driver performance management. Uh, oh. We do. Really cool stuff with data to help drivers do the best they can with what they had to work with. Some of it in real time, some of it after the fact. We're leveraging machine learning in some pretty cool ways. Um, taking advantage of the fact that data is now pretty easy to get, whereas, yeah. you know, just even five years ago was kind of hard. Right? Well, it's,
1: it's, it's not that valuable. Like, it, people haven't valued it at the appropriate valuation yet. And, like, you know, we jumped on it with Sonar. We realized that, that it was a great opportunity to get all these data streams all in one place. And Amazon, of course, and they're trying to get even more data with their new their freight brokerage platform. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to leverage that. Uh, everybody's starting to realize the importance and the power, except for maybe some of the legacy carriers, right? Sure.
0: Yeah, data is the new oil, and it sounds like you guys are getting on the uh, on the uh, the data train, Jeff. Uh, so, how long? Tell us a little bit more about uh, Linked Linked Drive. Yeah, Linked uh, Drive. Linked Drive. Uh, how long have you guys been around? Um, what like? Um, and you know, how are you trying to achieve critical mass? Sure.
6: So, we've uh, been around since 2012. Uh, we started out with a product called Pedal Coach, doing you know real time driver coaching. Uh, to me, that's the magic of all this data. To me, like limit to infinity on all these conversations is that. Because the data is flowing now, we can actually use it to modify human behavior, to improve Ooh. human behavior, to Ooh. augment human Wait. behavior, right? So, Hold on, can we go a little butts. deeper? Hold on,
1: because Brad Jacobs, right? He was talking about, like, synchronicity and and, and, um, yeah, and the bineurality of, yeah, singularity and, and, like, your contacts. Because, you know, wearables, a big problem with them is that not everyone wants to wear glasses all the time. It's a pain in the butt. They're not everyone wants to wear a watch. But if you can start getting, like, bio-wearables, you know, on your eyes sure. and stuff. And then, but then you're talking about another component so, wow. That, yeah, that can yeah. be really sci-fi.
0: Jumping way ahead, though. We're, I don't so know. I think
1: we're <laughs> okay.
0: But yeah, so I mean, so like, you're, you're, you were at twenty twelve. You were um, yeah. We start off with coach. the pedal
6: coach, you know, basically uh, putting in front of drivers in real time. They're saving ten to twelve percent of their fuel economy, okay. and uh, you know we were marketing primarily to the fleets at that time, mm-hmm. and we still are marketing to to the carriers, and most of our customers are carriers. But one big change that we've made in the last year is we've started marketing directly to drivers because they've been coming to us. And that's probably the best move we've ever made and uh, because the drivers themselves, often they haven't had even just some basic information about how they're doing. You know, the bosses tend to have that information after the fact in the back office and from a day-to-day basis, even if they're paid a bonus on their fuel economy, most drivers have no idea if they're going to even get it or not until they get their paycheck. And so that bonus oftentimes feels a bit like an entitlement to the driver and then a, a penalty when it's gone, right? And so it's not really an effective way to, to um, change driver behavior. But if you can get the data in front of the driver in real time and put them on the same page so everybody sees the same information, now we can begin to work on the behavior and what we've had to do uh, what we've learned to do is to weave uh, behavioral psychology into this uh, understanding things that some wow. I've, I've had a few coaches in my life uh, some of them really really good and you know, one of the things that we've applied is the idea that you don't really praise people when they do something they're always good at you would, yeah. Sorry.
0: Uh, well, no. I was, um, I, I was just, uh, I was. He was calling me I was, I was communicating with back, my. Tuner. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just, I was just communicating with my co yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So yeah.
6: we, you praise people when they do something that. They've never done well before, and they do it better than they ever have. That's when you praise. And so our system Mm. uses machine learning to understand which variables matter. Sometimes engine speed matters. Sometimes it really doesn't, right? So when we understand that engine speed matters uh, within a day or a week or a month, we're able to reach out to that driver and say, good job with your engine speed. Right? Well,
0: I think this is this could be a fascinating conversation along the lines of, you know, where t- we've been talking about constantly, like, oh, well, will, will technology be displacing humans? And, you know, is it just yeah. leveraging efficiency? And you're, like, really, like, using technology to, like, kind of bring the human element. Absolutely. You're embracing it. Well, Absolutely. Let me, to, uh,
1: let me just add to that really quick because we actually had this conversation with uh, yeah. a previous guest. We were talking about how... When people talk about, when legacy carriers are like, data doesn't matter, it does, it, all it is is communication. And I was paralleling it to social media. All social media does is give a rapid pace to communication. It connects people. Like, for sure. example, I just met you. Now we're connected on LinkedIn. And I can communicate with you whenever we want. And that's just Absolutely. language. So then you can take Frictionless. that. Frictionless. Exactly. And it's the same thing with currency. It's the same thing with performance. It's the same thing with anything. It's not technology that's scary. It's the misapplication or not even using it in the first place.
6: Good point.
0: Or getting too far ahead of ourselves, um, you know, So because I think that it, there is this human element, and that's yes. what you're talking about. Um, well, can you tell us a little bit about, like, how does it actually work?
6: Sure, sure. So, you know, we're taking data off the CAN bus at 10 hertz. Feeding it into our Pedal Coach uh, application, uh, you know, providing very simple visual, audio, visual feedback to the drivers. But in parallel, we ship everything up to the cloud, so we have a data aggregation and posting service that runs with Pedal Coach. Um, and by the way, we also now have opened a door so that we can pull in third-party telematics data um, into our cloud to run it through some of the same algorithms that we've built with our data. Whoa. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that that's the, sound powerful. Yeah, that's all. We want to be an inch wide, mile deep on the driver piece and own that category across the
1: Jeff, I was going to say, this is so deep. This is so, like, we have to have you on on a longer form segment because, first of all, he's got a great voice, doesn't he? I kind of wow. just want to, get, oh, to a, that. A, I've been told, he's told that a, a, s- power, but, a
6: yeah. face for radio.
1: No, well, no, I mean, you've got a, you've
6: a got voice got a, for radio. Well, no, but you've,
1: you've, got a, you've got a great voice. You're talking about some really interesting yeah. stuff that I think both of us like, really want to dive into, but we also know that we have a limited amount of time. Sure. And, and this is the kind of thing, but it's really, really cool stuff. So, Jeff, like, maybe we can just summarize on what do you plan to get out of Transparency 19 today? or or tomorrow or, or while you're here.
6: Well, well we we're, we're raising money and we're selling product. So that's what I'm here to do.
1: Nice, man.
0: What's uh what's the price point for for I mean, are people like do you what do you have some customers? Oh and, yeah, yeah.
6: We've, we we've got lots of customers. Again, primarily fleets, but in the last year we've added a lot of independent drivers and we're providing the service for about $240 a year. Uh, wow. As sounds a
0: like a yeah. bargain. Yeah. yeah. Well, like uh <laughs> we're we're spreading we're spreading the word. I know. Is. You know what?
1: In all, and most of this stuff is a bargain right now because the ex- the value of data ha- isn't even appropriate, appropriately well,
6: set. One final thing. I mean, yeah. part of the reason that we are where we are in this industry, and in some cases it feels like it's a lot behind the consumer world, part of that reason is the business models of the telematics industry since its inception have really, I mean, hurt data right they've penalized data they charge you more they gouge you for data right oh, those models yeah, you know paywall. so there's a disincentive to shipping more data and yeah. i'm so happy that here in 2019 the data's flowing we're here to you know what i mean
1: i'll give you a little cowbell for that one i mean i totally agree i totally agree and i gotta give yes. you a cowbell for boston here and,
0: where the data flows like wine
1: yeah so what are we gonna do we gotta give you no you gotta you, we're having the more the transparency 19 more Cowbell Award. You get five seconds to do whatever you want with this. We're going to judge the best of show at the end, and they're going to get a special More Cowbell Award, right? Oh, yes. All
6: Very right. special. So do whatever you like. You got five seconds. I've never held a cowbell.
1: First time for everything. Oh, Wow. Oh, my God. I, mean, I don't know. We might have that, to have a showdown between him that, and Vincent now. That was authority. That was. was authority. Everything and creativity. I got are one def- speed. We are de- <laughs> we're definitely going to have you back on. Jeff this is Bayer, founder
0: right. and CEO of Link Drive, man. Yeah, let's keep spreading the yeah, word and educating Jeff. the population. Yeah, that was great, man. Was, thanks, that
1: guys. was super
6: interesting. Appreciate we'll, the time. We'll
1: definitely have you back on. Yeah, All man. And cheers. thanks for the football.
6: Yeah. Got yeah. It, we got more.
1: Okay. All right, Kathy Robertson. We are Twitter friends. I have never met her in real life, and this is the great thing about conferences like Transparency. It brings ideas and people together for the first time, and it changes minds, and it changes realities, and it changes perceptions.
0: Whoa, deep thoughts here at, uh, on What the Look Drug. Look out for that, right? From... <laughs> if he doesn't mind, he, he doesn't mind tooting his own cowbell. This thing is beat to hell. It he is sick. Wow, it is uh, taking some abuse. Uh, Kathy, great to have you on. Um, what What's some of the uh, exciting stuff that you've been covering? Oh my gosh, the oh. whole the
7: whole show's been fantastic. Yeah, it yeah, really, really has. What,
1: what's What's been your favorite thing so far?
0: It's you can name names. Nobody will get their yeah. feelings hurt. Okay, good.
1: Mine might have been Jacobs. Mine really might have been visionary speaker Bradley Jacobs because I was not expecting. I was not expecting a lot. I mean, both keynotes, like I was telling him, really changed my perception of. You people. know, I would.
0: I'm gonna have to say that as well. I'm gonna have to agree with that because I had heard those talking points with Gary Vee as as awesome as they were for the most part. So I was familiar with those, and so mm. and Brad Stone, like he built up some steam. Bradley Jacobs. Bradley Jacobs, yeah. not Stone. I had, visionary I had speaker Bradley Jacobs. <laughs> the, vi- yes, the vision. Please. I I caught some vision, and uh, it was kind of exciting. What What about you, Kev?
7: I actually liked the Gary Vee. Oh okay. yeah, because yeah. it was really my first time ah. seeing him, Ooh. and it was like, remembers
1: their first time with Gary V. Uh.
0: A lot, of, a lot of people speaking very highly of
1: Gary Vee. He yeah. set,
0: he set something of the tone. I think so. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Jacob Blunt but Jacob like was almost yeah. the
1: obvious, like the opposite. Like we were, like he said protests, at things he's spoken at, and he doesn't speak that often, and, and, and like I heard he's kind yeah. of walled off. So I was expecting something really prepared, really safe. Me too. I was not expecting him to go into like kind of a hard hitting reporting room full of with waves reporters and being like, all right, ask me questions. And some of the guys did ask him tough questions. Yeah. And he did not back down. He didn't get defensive. He was like, you know what? I was just really impressed by his uh, demeanor and his... I can see why he, is, why he is where he is.
0: And he wasn't afraid to say, I don't know, if I, if I don't know. And then he could, you know, he could expand on like some of the reasons why or why not. But so, Kathy, you, you thought you liked maybe some of the bluntness of Gary Vee. Yeah. Like what, well, what, was, what was blunt that um, stuck out to you, and did you agree with it or not?
7: Okay, what hit home with me, and I sent it out on Twitter, was the fact that for, um, um, for startups, make a profit – Okay, we see all of this venture capitalist mm. money yeah. pouring into all these startups. Oh, yeah. and it's like s- equity. Yeah. over and over and over. And it's like Dudes. when you're going to make some money here, uh, mm-hmm. profits. Yeah. And at the end of the day, to me personally, that's the important thing is to make the profits. So so then there's
1: a question. That begs the question, right? What do you think is invest? What companies do you think are more investable? What were you like? What do you think the venture capital should be going through? Are there any? Uh, no, you don't have to name names. But have you seen products out there where you're like, yes, this is definitely an investable product. These are definitely going to be useful, even if it's just so that, like, a larger 3PL or a larger carrier can use it as a front-end. Because a lot of them really need a lot of help with their UI and, and just that, that level of customer service that people expect now.
7: Okay, so honestly, how many more trucker apps, trucking apps, do we need? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot, and they're fascinating. However, the intermodal ones are really attracting my attention simply because I get asked, okay, we can track our freight cargo to a port airport but you know what happens to it once it you know between there and the final mile where is it how can i track it mm. these are really interesting there's some interesting ones here
0: maybe they're uh the intermodal ones are maybe connecting more dots on the supply chain is that why maybe it's a little more exciting i think i think so Okay. Um, well, what, what what are you covering out here? Are you doing kind of demo day coverage? Are you um, are you hitting the keynotes? Um, what's what's striking your
7: ear? Well, I mean, oh it's under tag logistics, uh,
1: trends, and insights, right?
7: Yeah, <laughs> uh. we're trendy, man. We're trendy
1: and hip and insightful. So that's why she's in our booth. What is
7: it? Hashtag transparency. 19. Well, that's why she's is. here. Yeah. 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 I here. mean, it's everything. It's everything. I okay. mean, just listen to the uh, Brad Stone speak. I hadn't. I haven't read the book yet, and being a librarian, I feel mm. slightly uh, embarrassed we, by
1: that. Did he already speak? Because we, we've, been, we've been busy yeah, working. You In missed. Ah, bo- oh, we're yeah. going to have to stream it. The good thing there's the live stream on. Working so hard. Yeah, yeah. The new yeah. website, too. New website. Yeah. And it's have really you seen nice. It? It? Yeah. Thank you. Very yeah. like very modern, very for like iPad. Mm-hmm. like, touch and very segmented. It's beautiful.
7: I like my page.
1: Mm. And you that's your trends and insights. So that's exactly what you report on. You're like, oh, well, this is a modern website, and this is a good thing. So what do you think FreightWaves is doing with all of their sort of media 360 to to either be a part of the trends and insights or to break them?
7: I think one of the greatest things y'all are doing is sharing that knowledge, that information across all platforms, whether it's, you know, online, the conference here, um, near and dear to a librarian's heart is the mm. fact that it's free? Well, you know he's well, a not doctor, going... right? He's a, he's
1: a doctor of literature, and he used to write choose-your-adventure books for children. So, I know. so I turn to page that. 69, right. don't man. fall off the cliff, and, and talk to him <laughs> yeah. about that. And I have to
0: say that the, uh, the freight train adventure chose me, and I'm glad that, that uh, I fell down um, this, this rabbit hole. I mean, the world has kind of opened up to me. It's been writing its own book. It's been really fun. Brought um, us together. A little cowboy for that, man. Uh, yeah! yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. A Diet Coke for we'll the working man. It. Look at the <laughs> look at the transformation my life has been on. I'm I'm sitting here in a in a stuffy booth. Not <laughs> about that. You know what's not stuffy. That. You know what is not.
1: This booth may be stuffy, but this conference is not. And the people who've been in here have been very <laughs> well, sir, very very definitely. open. Like. Our approach to this has been: we are about people because people make all of this stuff, and we're mm-hmm. about curiosity. Like com- the companies are fine, but they're just logos. They're just logos. of marketing mm-hmm. department made up. They're cool front ends, but the real people in this business that make decisions either gatekeep it or they try to make it free. Yes, right. And yes. And, and if and we are just trying to raise the water level to get over that gate.
7: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: it seems like the gatekeepers are going to be losing. You know, they can't. You can't stop the uh, yeah. the, da- the data train. The you data hear train. us outside the gate. <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is really a
0: breadstick. You want to take a bite? We, we uh, no, I'll we, pass. We like to we like to toot our own cow, cowbell from hey. time to time. Well, you should. Well, that's exciting, um, right? Yes, yeah. this is exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, well, what else is is going on? What What are you uh, looking yeah, what's forward a, yeah, to? Yeah,
1: what's what's trending on Twitter? What's What's the big What's, what's big in the logistics on Twitter? Not just the freightways. Like, what is what's been like the story of the week that really got you the most traction?
7: Okay, anytime I type in the word Amazon, tends oh, yeah. to freak everyone mm. out. It's like. oh.
1: Nice. I'm going to yeah, steal who, that Yeah, that. Brain is going to steal that from yeah. me. Yeah,
0: which story do you think uh, is is shaking things up? more? What the is Amazon it, truck? Is it oh the is it the bro is it the one day guaranteed free shipping type of thing and how the e commerce last space is trying mm. to adapt to that or is it more of like what are they going to do with this brokerage? Are they going mm. to try to take over the world?
7: I think it's both. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Why can't it be both? That, yeah, wasn't, what why, can that can wasn't an it be option. I mean, seriously, going okay. from today to one day is huge. Yeah. However, I read an article yesterday yeah. that you know supposedly they they're able to deliver to seventy five percent of the U S. Mm. one day. Yeah. yeah. However, where's that going to put Walmart? Yeah. Where's that going to put Target? Well, you know. I was telling,
1: and uh, so I was saying this, and some guy laughed at me, but I was like, why? Instead of like. Walmart, because immediately they announced you can do a very parallel thing. You can get parallelity very easily and you can go, Well, we'll match one day shipping. Okay, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. So instead, why don't you give for in-store purchases a five dollar gift card for purchases over twenty five bucks? Then you get people to shop the aisles. When people have gift cards, you know how annoying they are. You'll spend like three twenty and then you'll have like a gift card with a dollar I have like a drawer full of them. I have no idea how much money is on them. I never touch them. It's the a five dollar one. Oh, and yeah. And then you <laughs> force people back into your into your buying cycle.
7: Yeah, exactly. All right. So you tell me
1: thank you. Finally someone thinks I'm smart. Look, cowbell for my brilliant idea. (laughs) Come on, Walmart. (laughs) If only
0: they would listen to what the truck, they would glean these insights. Say, How about that? I uh, love and, uh, What multi-million-dollar data coming to well, you right now. We got to get a picture with her so she can she can get
1: on social. Yeah. She's, she's, a, she's okay. A, she's a social we'll butterfly on Twitter. And let's but...
0: let her ring our cowbell. Ring my bell. The really Need Award. And, and, and Kathy, if you do it, we're 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 doing it. Every single guest gets to d- ring the cowbell. Yeah. And, Five uh, seconds. And and uh, will you win Best the show? The Transparency <laughs> Nineteen. More Cal Bell Award Yeah this is in
1: Westminster This is Transparency Oh 19. my god I'm feeling the go. stress Alright you Ooh. can lift it up You can lift it up so Or you want to do table You, can. you can do yeah. table Either You know can lift it up People do whatever They want I will give you do. a hint If you do it on table You're not going to get As much power out of it, but that, it? You That's you like know, a speaker f- hey, That could be yeah, dynamics that's, that's why I'm so strong <laughs> So It's such a strong Voice and <laughs> phrase Silence <Yeah>.
7: Silence <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Okay. Oh. 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 Wow. You, you didn't see that. That was you. my head. That wasn't even the cowbell.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, um. sorry.
7: Don't have my glasses on. All right. She well, could... let's
1: go. We'll we'll go get a picture with you. We'll let you back out into the wild, and um, <laughs> hopefully you're a changed woman. <laughs> All right. It's great to have you on, Kathy. <laughs> Thank right. you. Yeah. Thanks let's step outside. Let's for step outside. A part for of what yeah. I don't know. John's here. He hasn't been. Wait, did on you yet. get? Give do you have breaking break. news? Do you have breaking conference news? Jonathan for
0: us? Walters. Do you go by John or Jonathan? John Wolf. Direct. Or are you an equal opportunity? John? No.
1: Well, John hasn't. Actually, you haven't been. I'm getting confused. John hasn't been so No, he so just—he no, not not was, been just, been was, just, was. I was
8: rapping talk,
0: with
1: you. I, man, that's right. Yeah, so okay. I'll and I was like reintroduce you. I'll reintroduce you. We have show. talked on multiple re- occasions. I know. I have talked to me. Sorry, my head is just that memorable. Talked to too many people. No, I thought I saw you talking to the other guy, and he had like a look on his face, and I'm like, oh, maybe like maybe Jeff was upset. I called him that. I thought he was going to try and beat, beat me That's how I leave up. people typically. Like,
8: with a certain look on their face. I know you guys look <laughs> very heated.
1: You look very animated together. I wasn't sure. And I was like, well, wow, he was so cool in here. We know. had like that guy came in and he was like, he was like Goodwill Hunting or something, you know? He like just really, <laughs> like at first you expect like he's because he's like this big muscular dude and you're yeah. expecting kind of a different oh, Jeff Bear. Yeah, a, li- a different level yeah. of content. I played football
8: with him at Northwestern. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah.
1: wow. So John Walters just stepped in the studio. John I, I know very well. He was going to be on a actually a previous podcast of mine and life has brought us together just two months later. Later, since we were supposed to have that interview right here, right now, inside the Octagon. The Truth Booth. It's John Walters. He's from Wolf Direct. He is uh, right. we are right around the same age, grew up in the same generation. He is with a company that he's trying to help propel forward into the future. That's Tell right.
8: us a little bit about it, John. Yeah, right on. Thanks. Uh, it's g and Logistics and Wolf Direct. Nice. Uh, so it is a 100 asset or so carrier, uh, but then also brokerage we spun up. Increased capacity. Uh, Largely, you want to have different equipment options for folks and whatnot. Uh, So, yeah, I was uh, brought on board to, first of all, help extend – well – Make sure everyone knows about us, right? Yeah. Uh, so thanks for the opportunity for that. Appreciate oh a- no, absolutely. And, where, where uh, are and you also guys the based? technology. I'm sorry. Where
1: are you guys based?
8: Elmhurst, uh, outside of Chicago. Uh, another Chicago. Okay. I think you are yeah. the third Chicago theme. today, right?
0: There's a theme today. Chicago's yeah. big um, presence. So uh, lots of assets that you guys have to deal with. When did you bring the brokerage uh, dimension into into play?
8: About three years ago. Okay. Mm.
0: How's that? How's that going?
8: Uh, wonderfully. Uh, been extraordinary growth in the space and it's really interesting we're seeing like people there's this old world mentality right this legacy carrier yeah Uh, we want to work only with good man too (laughs) you
1: took the show notes beforehand (laughs) somebody's listening (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) i appreciate that
8: there's at least one of us out there um but then we're also finding a lot of clients, uh, especially the, the really large ones who say, you know what, uh let's move everything under the uh the brokerage MC. Mm. Which is surprising for us. That's been atypical, especially the past few years. People feel like, I wanna go direct, I wanna go direct. Yeah. Uh and really what we're finding is that especially with our, our specialization in like small and mid sized carriers, right? We really love those people because you know what? They're not turning over. Because they own, right? <laughs> this is their life. This is their business, right? We yeah. want people that, that we can trust and they trust us, right? You know what? Uh,
1: I was gonna say, something. it takes younger ideas. And I was, I was kind of like looking around this room and like, I remember <laughs> I started this business when I was 26, right? And like, now I just turned 40. You're 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 over forty and you're just about to be forty. So yeah, we're basically we're, like, we're middle aged men we're but we're like young years right here. And we're we're like young for <laughs> this industry. Yeah. And like we look like thanks, completely thanks youthful and we're spry ancient. compared to like most logistics industries you go to where it's a little bit like you know walkers with tennis balls and you know <laughs> and a
0: cigar out of their well, mouth. you know what is keeping us young i think is is our openness to change our sure. you know there is i mean seriously well, like we're new ideas are coming in that's why we're here and basically what i'm i'm calling now the super bowl of of
1: freight conferences mm-hmm.
0: it's just yeah yeah well, i want to see want
1: if I? you agree with this because i yeah. had a, i had a professor in school who said always keep this in mind you you don't start to get old until you stop learning and the second <laughs> you stop being learning the deceptive yeah. ideas is when you start to die and you start to get old because you're not bringing new things into your brain yeah we
0: also taught like be a lifelong learner. Yeah, in, in the academics or be a lifelong learner. But like really, like don't we, just we, say it, but like yeah. really be <laughs> you one. Have to really do it. Right. You have to
1: really do it. There's the trick, right. right? How do you remain curious yeah. and how do you bring, How do you get the people in Wolf Direct to be excited about the information you're going to bring back from something like T19? Well, let mm-hmm. me add
0: to it. Let me add to that question. So you say that the brokerage is has been wildly successful over the past three years. I mean, what is the secret sauce? Is it culture? Is it data? Is it a little bit of both? Like what's happening there?
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good question. So, ultimately it's large largely it's awareness right if people don't know who you are that you can't help them yeah. right mm. step one but step two is finding that boundary between technology enabling right letting things happen for you rather than trying to force them all the time. Yeah. But then also, it's still about building those relationships. And I know that sounds of so passe and so like old school, well, no, but um, it's, it's absolutely only, true. I'm
1: going to say, it's only bad when you use it as insulation or armor against not innovating. You're like, well, it's about relationships. So that means I don't have to innovate. Like, why wouldn't you want to facilitate communication to further, like, LinkedIn's about relationships, is it not? Isn't social media exactly yeah. about relationships, and that's technology?
0: We were talking about that earlier. No, it's right? just about showing my persona to everybody.
1: Well, that's what but... some people think it is. That's really how some people <laughs> think it's Which is
8: leverage. delightful, by the way. Yeah. Isn't to it? you But you're even larger people.
1: than life in person. We've well, that... some big guys in this I was
8: going to say, it's more <laughs> my natural gravity.
1: <laughs> you know? I know. We've some large men. Yeah. The good thing they... we've made friends with them. We have bodyguards for life now. Yeah, <laughs> you and, and Jeff, and then we get to <laughs> honey, big money uh, to honey. Division
0: 1A football
8: players. What position did you play? We have our offensive line. Oh, you didn't? You don't think I was a receiver? <laughs> no. No, not with this body. No, I was an offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Did you play guard, tackle? Uh, guard. and
8: tackle? Guard. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right, Gary nice, Vee's a Jets fan. I didn't know that. My dad oh, is from yeah. New York, and oh he's, uh, yeah, he, he's that's part me. of his story. Well, I, I'm from Massachusetts, but I don't get to be a Patriots fan. I don't get to revel in all this. Success. No, oh, it's, it's it's you know what? what more Jets power game. to you. The best thing that ever happened right. to me was Mark Sanchez, and that is terrible, man. That's <laughs> actually a sin. the the butt fumble. <laughs> a little yeah. sad cowbell for that. Uh, <laughs> 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 like actually, you no, know, Gary
0: Vee is, is a big part of his story. Like so, when he was you know starting the the wine business, and he was doing like he literally did thousands of videos. He did them every single day, and in his dad's offices and he had a big Jets uh, helmet and they mm. would taste the wine and they would spit into the wine. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds uh, disrespectful, but the idea was like just He loved those Jets and his aspiration was and it still is to buy the New York wow. Jets. He says it somewhat jokingly, <laughs> facetiously, but it is like kind of a life dream of his.
1: I should have gone backstage and I should have gotten to the agreement and told him I was a Jets fan. Maybe we could have got him on.
0: You know, Jordan. actually bringing all this together right now, actually one of the investments. Investors in Freight Waves uh, is Kev- Ke- Kelvin Beecham, mm-hmm. uh, a lineman for the Jets. Wow, yeah, no, he very familiar. actually, he actually invested in I think the the Series A, and oh, he was going to well. be here. I think he he just was he uh, for some reason at the last minute wasn't able to make it.
1: Well, Mr. Beecham, I uh, please I am a Jets fan, so please be a fan <laughs> of what the truck. Uh, yeah, shout out. I wouldn't mind a ticket to a Patriots game as long as you guys beat them. Now that Gronkowski's retired and Tom Brady eventually will. Like not Time so, ready, I don't know. time Brady retire at the same time. Legacy carriers start using data and <laughs> leveraging it. Wait, properly. I'm
0: looking at my data analytics now, and uh, the Jets will not win next next year either against All the right. Patriots. Well, Sorry. This? Over <laughs> <and> <laughs> under, Jets
1: win the Super Bowl. <laughs> legacy carriers convert to a a, a a very modern data interface. Which one happens first? Oh man, Ooh. that's um, tough. Um, I
0: know.
8: Um, but, but um, neck and neck. neck, you neck, you neck, know, neck I'm
0: going to say um, I'm going to just be optimistic. Legacy carriers. Yeah. Come on. Well, hey, for the Bears,
8: man. Man, it's been I mean, it It's been a but... long, long dry spell. Yeah, it's yeah. been brutal. Yeah, Mitch though now.
0: What's going on for you, uh, John? <laughs> a like you know, like we are we're speaking of uh, football, we're at the Super Bowl of uh, of freight in yeah. my in my humble opinion. Like uh what what like uh what's what's getting you going right now? I mean, is it more about the networking? Is it the demo day? Is it the speakers? Like what's like what's on your mind right now? We're about halfway in.
8: Yep. Uh definitely it's about people. I mean, seeing what's cool, out there, yeah. what, what what can help us out. Uh, but really, it's always been about people, and that's what I've really enjoyed about a lot of the speakers when I've had an opportunity to go in there. I thought XPO was awesome. Yeah. Uh, man, it, what they've been able to accomplish and develop. Uh, and I love the, you know, kind of took it out of uh, the typical, right? Just took a and a right? Just kept it real, yeah, real. that's real, what you know? were
0: remarking on. And we, we, we thought that we'd see this yeah. kind of buttoned up. And then he comes out, and the first thing he does, he says, no scripts so yeah. that 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 sparked that that got you going, but it 's about the relationships for you, meeting the people, innovating cool. yeah
8: it 's all about just making connections right it's yeah. in, but inspiring you know? not very just like they said
1: other conferences, yeah. and people have like they have the same conversations and I feel like oh, we have very right. different conversations here, and we we see very different speakers, and I think like hearts and minds and just focus. Is shifting because, like, when you see a mentor like that, or you see someone like that, that you actually not a they're not a mentor yet, there's just some sort of like effigy, and mm-hmm. like you project upon it whatever you're feeling is, be it good or bad. And then when it comes out, you don't want to burn it in fire, and instead you're like, wow, you know, wow, seen, that becomes there's a, a willingness
8: here, though, and I think that's the big difference. That's why yeah. we like Freight Waves, there's this willingness. To, to participate and yeah. that's been the, the other point that I wanted to make before was uh, sorry so I'm pointing at you because everyone can no, see that yeah yeah, yeah. it's great oh, I'm shaking my hands the, <laughs> you're like
1: your partner was pointing uh, at yeah, right? the blue shirt last <laughs> night that uh, poor guy <laughs>
8: uh, you know but there's this willingness to participate here well, look out for that, that poor guy he wasn't but pointing at poor, you he was uh, animated if you're out there please know uh, yeah yeah that I just love. Because a lot of places you go, you get canned answers, mm. you get canned responses, you get, I'm the sales guy, oh, this I is what know. I have to say. Yeah. And here, people are candid, and I love that about coming down here. And, and that's our, been something that needed to be shaken up here. Nice, and even man. Our
1: booth, We've told nice. every guest, we said, look, this isn't live. If you come here and you over pitch your thing, we're cutting it. We're not using your segment. This isn't a thing to advertise. This is people talking at a conference. Mm-hmm. This, is yep. a, this is a show about people and about curiosity. If you, have, of, of course you can talk about what you're doing and why you're here, but talk more about your interested. journey and yep. what yeah. interests you. Because you're the one who is going to Change someone's heart and mind when you get back well, to work. And
8: I'll make a point. So I came from the the shipper side, right? Which okay. was a, apparently is a very sexy thing to a lot of people here. Mm, yeah, but uh, the, the no, but we want it's more been relevant. It. Well, yeah. and that's just it. That yeah. if yeah. there was any, you know, to give uh, uh, some positive criticism, right? It was, yeah. hey, there needs to be more of a shipper voice here. You are
0: the second person to say that. It, it well, and it's important,
8: right? Yeah. I mean, in the end, that's who we're here to serve. I mean, yeah. ultimately, it's a consumer, <laughs> right? But yeah. carriers and brokers are all moving freight for yeah. these people, right? Sure. So it's how do we get that in? And, and so having come from there recently, what I'm really excited about for our industry yeah. is that we're there is more outreach, mm-hmm. there is more listening, and people are starting to kind of put a lens back on themselves saying... Uh, Let's sort this out. Uh,
0: I just like if you have some strategies seriously or some ideas of approaches where we also have an open mind to listening to that. I know that we are aware that we want to have that shipper audience in mind. And uh, I think, candidly speaking, it hasn't stuck in the way that a lot of our other audiences have. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, um, it seems to be a little bit out of reach. So that is some great feedback for us as you know, we're celebrating mm-hmm. what we are doing. And, uh, that.
8: that was a really good point yeah so, right what, it's like blue oyster colton here
1: well yeah well it is yeah so
0: what or we're Cal doing Bells. well
8: that's
1: actually our it's now worth 100 it's what the truck now with 100 percent more cowbell i joined the show yeah. and i brought my cowbell with me and i got <laughs> i got this man over here driving the ship and just letting me, me bang <laughs> this thing like a he's, goddamn maniac
0: he's so excited he literally cannot hide it i just uh, excited uh walters why don't you ring our cowbell yeah, and see if so, you so can. so here's the thing we're doing we're doing an award the, what the
1: truck transparency 19 all right Best in show. More Cabell Award. We're going to listen back to those when you end it up. Whoever did the best routine, you get five seconds, we're going to give an award to. So, here you go. You have five, five seconds.
8: seconds. Do I worst. got a FIVA. Another. Oh. Ooh. Whoa.
1: Oh, he did the batter, and Inside. then oh, yeah. and then he put and in the other Batter and bang. This a man's called some people so, to dinner. Oh, my God. Saying. So a lot of guys did the batter. He has. So we got a lot um, of batters. We had about three batters today, but then we did not have someone take it out and hit it. So that, that, that and is And with uh, that
0: kind of authority. Mm, yeah. yeah. All right. We're nice going to job, we'll Jonathan Walter. To, yeah, John, hey, thank you very, very much. much. Have we'll you have you on really
1: for a longer one, too. You're a super interesting cat. A lot of our guests, man. A lot of our guests since we've been here. They have been- William or Wilker, he just walked into the sweat lodge. We just, uh, we just came in here after a different group, and um, it's a little marinated.
0: Yeah, that's why we are keeping the door open on the Truth Booth, letting things just kind of, you know, letting some of that fresh convention air and sounds just, you know, transmogrify right into here with us. (laughs) Um, And, uh, Will, great to have you here again on What the Truck? What is happening, man?
9: Uh, Thanks for having me, Chad. Uh, We're down here at the Transparency Conference, having a good time and doing it. Glad glad you're on here now. (laughs) Uh, Nice to meet you. Hey, Uh, eyes on my face, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, one of the things uh, I think, Will, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, great reasons to be a transparency. A lot of fun things happening. Um, what, what, what's one of the main reasons that you you come?
9: Well, the the main reason is to see all the technology demos from all the new all the new startups and all the more established companies. See what everybody's marketing. See what everybody's doing. Did you see anything? A- use it as a benchmark to measure ourselves against. And did really? you
1: did you see a measuring stick out there? Like, did you see anyone's you're really excited about? Yeah, like, I good thought, ideas. I thought
9: Thought there was a lot of really impressive things. I thought the uh, the Transflow, yeah, uh, the Transflow one was really good. Okay, probably, probably going to talk to them. Mm. Um, Triumph Pay, yeah, with, uh, carrier the carrier app, unbelievable. Need uh-huh. that. We already work with them, but yeah, um, that was a really cool demo. And then you know the Lean Staffing guys in Colombia have uh, they're oh. they're. Uh, they're in Colombia. Yeah, they're in wow. Colombia. They uh, they did they did a demo of like how you can like manage your team from abroad, and it's really really cool. How yeah. many
0: demos have you absorbed
9: over the past um,
0: couple of days <laughs> so far? Probably like
9: what like fifteen so far, okay. something like that. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe eighteen. So, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, action for we, sure. See,
1: we need to ask him because we've been like so we've been working the whole day, so we're usually in this boot, so we don't get to hear it. So we we get all this secondhand knowledge. But let's talk about edge logistics for a second here, because you're in the boots. So let's give a little plug to sure. Yeah. Edge what does Edge Logistics do, and like, how would you benefit from technology and this transparency that we're talking about?
9: And where are you guys based? We're based in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, that have, is a theme for ooh, today. So many Chicago. We also just opened a Detroit office as well, which okay. we're really excited about. Um, but yeah, we're a third-party logistics company, uh, predominantly full truckload freight brokerage. Mm-hmm. We operate a large number of different uh, equipment types yeah. and different industry verticals, a lot of food and beverage, a lot of industrial... Medical devices, uh, stuff I'm like
1: that. I'm glad you uh, clarified too, because in like three mm. in our business, yeah. there there's so many different perspectives. And like when you say three PL, it's such a broad term. There's uh, some yeah. that very mm. much focus on we, ocean we do, freight. We right. do that on purpose. You know, yeah, we keep everybody. Familiar. So with yeah. you guys, <laughs> is sort of the do you do an ocean freight component, but it's not really. No, core uh, we're, all, we're domestic. Okay, totally, uh, yeah, domestic. totally
9: domestic. We do do LTL as well, uh, yeah. but we're we're about 98 percent full truckload.
1: So yeah. yeah, is it why is why did the, why is the business model based that way? Just out of curiosity. Um. Yeah.
9: The. Higher
1: revenue per loan, you know.
9: You know, you have to do less work to make more money, like that, 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 that kind of thing. Well, you know? the, only, the only
1: reason I ask is because visionary speaker Brad Jacobs kind of <laughs> said the opposite for XPO. Like, they stay in the LTL side, right. and they asked him if they were going to get in full truckload, and he said for them, they had a harder time recognizing revenue in for just for them, right, in that full right. truckload space.
9: So XPO is a little bit of a different resource set than we have. Um, you know, for us, it's a lot easier to be competitive pricing wise on the truckload side than the LTL side when when you don't have the big the big volume. Um, and you don't have the you know best in class rates like XBO mm. or some of the other majors. Yeah, um, it's very difficult to compete in the enterprise yeah. LTL business. And we don't do a lot of we're not very transactional. We're mostly like an enterprise solution. Okay, uh, so brokerage. it's like three hundred and sixty. Yeah. So you're you're yeah. doing a lot
1: more than just trying to get singular transactions. Right. Yeah, we don't
9: we we do do singular transactions, and we do use one off carriers every yeah. once in a while, but. the the meat of our business is contracted uh, and and without
1: full automation because I've been on the ocean side and the, the, the hardest type of business to do and the lowest revenue when I was on sales there was the transactional side because you're always having to go out and source things and it's a pain in the butt to get the power of attorney especially if you're ocean overseas and then like you're fighting over brokerage, and you're fighting over the inland, and if they just want the ocean, there's really no margin. Like, So as a sales guy, you're getting like maybe 15 bucks a transaction yeah. for like three hours of work. So where are you guys at the automation space? Because I imagine in trucking, automation is really the accelerator of revenue, right?
9: Yeah, dude. I'm glad you asked about that. We, uh, we're doing some really exciting new uh, technology development on the automation side. Uh, last week, we... we uh we had 27% of our transactions fully automated uh, in terms of carrier matching. You know, we still have to, to send you know documents and all that, but in terms of finding a load and a carrier, getting them to agree on price, right? We uh, we, we did 27% through this through um, the matching software. I remember
0: actually mm-hmm. uh, a while ago when we talked. I believe it was at the McLeod conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many months ago that was. You were talking about like the rate per transaction per broker. Yes, how mm-hmm. ma- you were looking for increased efficiencies there? Yes. Like uh, and I think that you were at a pretty high level already. Ha- has that increased? Where it, it where, has. Where, we, uh, where
9: were you and where where were you? Our ultimate goal is to is to be doing about 100 loads a day per broker. Wow. Um, right now we're more in the 40 45 area, which is you know much better than it was. Five, six years ago when I first started doing this.
0: When when it um, was only like five or six a yeah, day, Yeah, five or right? six a day, yeah. So, yeah. you
9: know, the ultimate goal is to use automation and technology and partnership with carriers to get more loads booked every day per broker.
1: So, Will, what, what I've been noticing lately on, like, boards like Rate Per Mile Masters where you can really see, like, truckers give their feedback is a lot of them are really starting to love Uber Freight because they know they can guarantee a load for three days. They know they're going to get paid by Uber Freight in three days. Even though it's transactional, they can go right into a window, and, like, they're servicing that space better than I think a lot of the Legacy 3PLs were. So what are you guys kind of doing to that end to, for, in terms of the customer service to make your transactions with truckers that much easier?
9: We, uh... We we've noticed a lot of the things that they're doing, and we're trying to implement some of those strategies into our business as well. Uh, the, the the biggest one that pops to my mind is the e- email marketing. Um, we 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 send out over like sixty thousand load offers a day to wow. our to our carrier base. We have over thirty thousand active carriers. Um, who are you, who and are are you to get,
0: using for that? Do you use a, plan, a, a, MailChimp? a, a um <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I know I, I know that there's um Parade is trying to do something um with like really automating email.
9: Yeah, it's it's Parade's product is pretty cool. And and one thing that they're really good at is they uh is, is data mining on the on the click data. Okay. And uh and, and we're kinda trying to do a similar similar tactic. Um but but for us, it's all about it's all about branding, right? Okay. So we want okay. our our loads to be branded with our, our logos, our culture, uh, um, our carriers to be familiar with the lanes and, and and all that. Yeah. And it's all about the tar- targeted marketing, right? So you know we run a an algorithm that matches carriers to loads based on historical patterns, predominantly, you know the biggest win and one is if they've done the load before. I I, (laughs) I was going to say, I think it's great.
1: I think it's great that you're recognizing email is a very good channel to reach carriers and truckers because even though the carrier space, a lot of legacy carriers are way behind. It's like, we've said it before, it's like 1995. But the thing that, the misconception is I think people also try to apply that to truckers, but they're completely wrong. Every single trucker I've ever met has a smartphone. Every single trucker I've ever met knows how to use FaceTime. He knows how to use the call button. He knows how to use email and at least knows how to use a couple apps. So they are very connected
9: extremely, extremely connected, connected extremely connected it's been a huge improvement in the last 5 years or so um you know you got to give credit to a lot of the of the bigger, the bigger power players who have gotten these apps and these ma- and these uh, you know load bo- co- proprietary load boards up there. And, and just a natural
1: mm-hmm. like proliferation mm-hmm. and ubiquity of the smartphone. Now, I mean, it took a while for everyone to have one in their pocket, and I bet a lot of those guys and like my parents took a long time to adopt it too because they're you know they're just about seventy years old. But right. now everybody has it. Everybody can send a picture. Everyone can send a movie. So I think it's we got to stop thinking of people in this sort of sense that they don't know how to use like a smartphone. I Look, mean, most yeah. people understand at least. Look, that. I
9: think I think saying that you know, truck driver don't know how to use technology is one of the yeah, la- laziest cop-outs in the, in the history. I'm of with Frank. you, man. And it's offensive. It, and to be almost. honest, I think it's it's crap. It's really you know, offensive. It's, it, it, everybody knows. Everybody's got a phone. Everybody interacts with their, with their families, their friends, on social media. I, I don't see how how you hardly yeah.
1: function any, right. any other way. Yeah. Yeah. And they're away from their family more than anybody. So mm-hmm. what? Who would want that more? I agree. That like mm-hmm. where it's the most natural fit possible.
9: Yeah. One thing I like about the email marketing is that we've we've had th- we've seen some app fatigue. To be honest, in, in the industry. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yes. Every broker's got their own. app. App. Every load board's got their own app. A lot of brokers are posting loads on dozens of different platforms, yeah. us, us included. Yeah. And, and and it's just very difficult to have an app be you know, the cornerstone of your, your matching product because it requires the carriers to actively participate. Well, and they, and, and, yeah. and, and what, what I like about email is you're hitting them in the face with the information. Uh-huh. And, and they don't have to go on the app. They don't have to be signed up or anything like that. They just get it. It's, yeah. very, it's branded. They know it's us. They know it's an edge load. It's a good load. You're going to get loaded, unloaded. If you're just detention, you're going to get paid. You know, yeah. it's it, it just, you know.
1: Facebook kind of scared everybody, too, I think. We're like, now everyone thinks every single app is like a Trojan horse for data collection and data yeah. capture. And people like, I know a lot of people deleted a lot of apps after that stuff came out. But um, we're kind of getting near near the close. And we do something really special over here. We're giving out the What the Truck. The What the Truck cowbell, uh, best cowbell, best in best show in award. a best in show Yeah, one. all right. So you got five seconds. We're not going to tell you what to do. Okay. It's, this is going to be based on creativity, what energy, and uh, whatever you come up with. So you got five seconds. Just hit the bell. Just hit it. Yep. Cool ballot. Ooh, I kind of like that's like a that was like a yeah. boxing. You went for like, like the boxing yeah, match yeah. one.
9: Uh, Ray Rumble, right? I liked yeah. it. You <laughs> really got some
0: attention of some of the. Uh, um, I scared
9: everybody out there in the conference. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: the conference attendees. <laughs> I think everyone's coming here now. They think we're having dinner. Yeah. Uh, well, nice. Hey. well, yeah. yeah. Great, great
9: to be here, guys. The, Thanks for having thank me. Thank yeah, you. I'm, great I'm to have you, you, Will. Right.
0: William Kerr, uh, president of Edge. Yeah, president and CEO, Ed Logistics. CEO yeah, of Edge Logistics, <laughs> Logistics, ladies and gentlemen.
1: We got Kate Juliao in studio now. She's taking up the seat next from Triumph Pay. I think you may have sponsored our show a time or two. Uh,
10: absolutely, yes, we have, and <laughs> proud to do it. Oh
0: well, oh, thank yeah. you. So, uh, do, so you listen to the program from time to time?
10: Oh, absolutely, yes. And well, definitely follow you guys on LinkedIn, on mm, social media sites. Thanks,
0: wow. thanks for sharing the love. It's great to have you on. Like what? Like I mean, I've just I, I've been so excited uh, about what is happening at Transparency Nineteen. My energy level may may have ebbed a tiny bit here at the end of the second day pre barbecue, but oh, yeah, uh, you guys are throwing yeah. that and sponsoring that too, right?
10: Absolutely, man! Our team is phenomenal. They Will have been cooking for at least fourteen hours at this point. What?
0: We have to Just put on our waiter hats, don't we? Yes, we do. We're going to roll up our sleeves and uh, get get down and serve working some of that. Working class heroes, man! You know, I mean, talk we'll about for the working man. Talk about the <laughs> ultimate torture! You know, you've got you've got the best barbecue uh, that you know is it can be found in the South, and Absolutely. you have to serve it for two hours before you get to take a oh, taste. I thought you were going to say that your is, co-host is a vegetarian who replaced the other <laughs> vegetarian co-host. <laughs> That's right. We, you, that is one of the prerequisites uh-huh. of uh, of my co-host. <laughs> got to be a be vegetarian. vegetarian. <laughs> uh, but uh, seriously, Kate, like, um, this has been awesome. Wow. I mean, two full days now. We've got. Yeah. We've had killer, uh, killer, um, uh, keynotes. Man. We uh, had a fantabulous MC, if I may say so myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, like, he was hilarious. No.
10: <laughs> he said absolutely everything all of us want to say. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: wow! Whoever oh, wait, he who is, is this? I'd love it. to meet oh, him.
10: Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, okay. No, know. no. Per I see. Car, we were talking about, we were talking
1: about, this, <laughs> and like, uh, and what we were saying earlier is that one of the powers of this, and w- and and we, you can look at it in a in a macro or micro way, is that to get people to change their hearts and minds, you have to change perspectives. And I think that Gary Vee's is very polarizing guy, yeah. And, and the way he's marketed on LinkedIn is like three second bits, and he's like, or three minute bits, and he's like yelling at someone across the table, <laughs> right? So, and I know Craig's personality, so I was expecting like these two bulls to collide, you know, in like yep. a war, but they balanced each other out,
0: absolutely. And did. it was like really, and like they were low. they were both kind of like held back a little bit, like. Yeah. They were, and, and I was impressed with uh, with Craig's ability to just have a long conversation. Didn't yep. need notes uh, when when Gary would say something maybe a little controversial, like <laughs> he sees uh, he sees a bubble in in uh, in, in the venture capital space mm-hmm. uh, of technology. And Craig's like, "Well, I don't really know if, if that's the case." And yeah. Gary's like, "I could be wrong," you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to
10: remind him, "Hey, be careful with the audience that's but out there." N- <laughs>
1: well, no, it's cool too that they they allow to be challenged. But I think like yeah. even bigger than that. Because this whole thing is about, we talk a lot about legacy carriers and how they need to adopt technology and they need to yep. start to embrace it. And the way that you get people to change is you you have to change their perspective. And that's the hardest thing you can possibly do. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people's perspectives were changed on Gary Vee. And I think a lot of people's perspectives were changed on Brad Jacobs. So I think these keynotes yeah, you think about tone Brad- every morning. What did you think about Brad
0: Jacobs?
10: Brad Jacobs is an intelligent individual. Yeah. And yeah. the way that he can engage and communicate with the audience is something that is unparalleled to a lot of the keynote speakers you- I've seen. And I
1: know. I was in the front row. I asked him a question. And what I was really impressed by was he looked right at you when he answered it yes, before going to the audience. So it's like he gives you that connection. He gives mm-hmm. you that feedback, that emotional feedback, so that what he's saying resonates and connects with you. And sometimes people don't do that. They'll be kind of – because as human beings, like psychologically, you kind of get dis- – it feels dismissive. Yep. And someone's Because they're already on stage. They're already above you. Mm-hmm. So you ask them that. And if they don't look at you – it's kind of like you feel kind of dissed. Yeah.
10: Yes, yeah. he literally touches every single one of his employees. So I mm. actually got to watch him. I think it was probably about. But not a year like ago. in a Joe Biden way, right? No, not okay. in a Joe Biden way. Absolutely, <laughs> okay. not. that's just creepy.
0: And there's a hundred thousand employees. Yeah, so he sent that's out a, a communication.
10: Yeah, he sent out okay. a communication, and there was like twelve thousand responses, and he responded to every single one. And so that one hundred percent.
1: But what about Triumph Pay? So what, yeah. what are you? What's the challenge? What are the hearts and minds you have to change so people embrace mm-hmm. Triumph Pay? What's the What's the challenge you face? and proliferating in the market. Well, and what do you yeah. do at Triumph Pay?
10: I'm you? actually the VP of Ops, so okay. I'm 100% oh, responsible of the yeah. carrier experience mm-hmm. and the broker's experience. Yeah. So I get to be involved in the entire process for you know integration uh, I'm to I'm go live little, and pass. I'm giving
1: you a little cowbell for experience. <laughs> I like that you said that, because sometimes people come in here and they say, the, they, say the, they say the right thing. Remember like Charlie DeHoney? He was saying the first thing. I said, what was the most important yeah. thing about that you're going to from here? And he said... It has nothing to do with technology. It has to do with changing the culture because That's you can't right. bring any of this in until you get the gatekeepers yep. to open the doors. Yep. Or you can, you're can you able to get rid of them or you're able to raise the, the water of knowledge over them.
10: Yeah, because you really have to establish trust with the carriers 100%. And yeah. so my team back in Dallas, Texas, 100% do that every single day. They do it through online chat, through email, through phones, and they personally connect with those carriers. Because you have the carriers who've got the 100 truck, you know, carrier... Um, Business and then you have the one to two truck drivers that have not really gone to technology, and you have to walk them through that patiently and really help them out and build that trust with them.
0: Okay, one of the things that we we do on what the truck here, you know, we try to just be more conversational. than, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the advantage of a podcast. You know, yeah, we can feel feel free just kind of be talking. Well, like you know, we talk a lot about like logistics industry. I think that people might be surprised how complex it is, how how much it touches on so many different things. Uh, you know, like how did did you? Find logistics, or did logistics find you? What's well, a little bit about your background? How did how did, how did you uh, come to, to the role that you're in at Triumph Pay?
10: So I was actually in the materials handling business for oh. over ten years. Yeah. Well, so wait, what is what is
1: materials handling? Is, so that, is those, that what it sounds like?
10: Yeah, it's really what it sounds like. So I mean, you've got to you've got to move stuff in warehouses, right? And so I was a service operations manager for a large company, and I was over eighty-five technicians. And I tell you, the median age. Don't really age look them, the part. I, I, I know. Have a lot of warehouse Me, so Median I, age. I yeah, meeting age was forty-one. Wow. So, yeah, okay. Wow, so Asian. old.
1: Very
11: well,
10: as a twenty-seven-year-old that yeah, no, was no. doing that job, no, I came I mean, in at
1: twenty-six, and now when I talk to like our like sonar sales guys, because I'm I'm forty now, and I'm like referencing something from like the early '90s, <laughs> yep. they just look at me with like glazed eyes. Yeah, like... don't
10: be confused by my dress and my open-toed shoes. I mean, okay. I used to be the girl that was in steel-toe boots <laughs> okay. driving the forklift. Nice. Oh, wow, okay. You know, punk rock in the warehouse, absolutely. I, but then like, logistics, logistics ended up finding me. So starting the... on the factoring side, and then I think. Moved in I mean, he's, a, he's a
1: doctor of literature and I came from the music industry. My background is I'm kind of circled back to it by being back in audio and being on this. Mm-hmm. And I kind of brought in all this knowledge by getting into operations. I've been in logistics for 14 years. And it's weird, all that tribal knowledge comes in, but like you said, almost none of us, most of the people I like meet, did not go go to school. Mm-hmm. But now you see programs like, um, I know MIT, they have their scale program, which is completely dedicated to supply chain and technology. Yep. And I think those things are, what are really going to help change the hearts and minds too, because our industry is bringing in more tech savvy people that knows that the data is cheap. What's expensive is the people, like the data scientists and the people who can yes. compile it for you.
10: Absolutely. Yep. hmm
0: so uh, so you're here at Transparency uh, we've talked a little bit about the keynotes. Have you been impressed by any of the demos? Are you here for that? Are you more here to, to network? Uh, are you more here to drink the blue martinis <laughs> and have fun with the Can barbecue? I say all the above? Oh: uh, No, that's not an option. Come okay. on um,
10: honestly, I love yeah. the rapid demos. Okay. You know, I like to see people in their most vulnerable state. They've got seven minutes to prove their product. And wow. that is the most exciting part for me, besides the keynote speakers, of course. We've already talked about them. But yes, the rapid fire demos is my favorite part of any event. And then, of course, the networking. And then can sure. you be able to go out for beers afterwards. Well, well, I mean, you can't beat yeah, that. Right? Well, which
1: de- now you got to be curious which demo did you think would service, could Accent or service or work in parallel to Triumph pay really well? Like, what were you like? Wow, that's a really good idea. And I can see the application. How many have you absorbed, by the way, over the past two days? I think there have been Mm. 40, right?
0: Yes, and unfortunately I
10: only got to go to like half a dozen of them. Mm. So, I mean, every one of them brings a little bit something different. Yeah. Um, And I can see that some of them actually really focus on the people. You know, like I know Lean Staffing was here. and They were kind of showing out what they are doing with Columbia and able to watch emotions of people. So I thought that was really interesting. That really is. (laughs) I like
1: that (laughs) psychology. I like that people are getting that you have to put context to data because otherwise it's just ones and zeros Mm -hmm. and numbers. It doesn't mean anything anything. Yeah. That was like when Charlie was in here. or No, it wasn't Charlie. It was, uh, oh, it was Jeff, right? We had Jeff in there from um, Lane Shifter. I forget exactly what the Bear. name is. Bear, But he was talking yeah. about how the, they have this data in working with truckers, but you have to contextualize it. Otherwise, like, what is the meaning of it? Because otherwise, you can be really draconian when you just look at a flat number, yes. and you can make mistakes, because uh-huh. it's, it's not truth, and people are emotional, and there are conditions and barriers that the data doesn't always show. Yes. Triumph. So you guys we, we have to wrap so sort of like the quick demos. We kinda do these quick interviews. What what do you, what's your takeaway though? What what do you want to take away from transparent? Let's wrap up what do you want to take away from here?
10: What I want to take away from yeah. here? Yeah. Man, I want more business of course that's going to partner up yeah. with Triumph, pay, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I really I, we really just want to bring some simplicity and control nice. uh, both for the brokers and the carriers. We want to build that loyalty and kind of remove the middlemen out of that and so that the brokers and carriers can just you know, get loads, create loads, and move loads. And Whoa, a little
1: disintermediation. <laughs> yeah. Wow, a little, well, a little cowbell for that answer. So we do an award here. It's the it's the what the truck transparency nineteen more cowbell award. We're gonna have best in show. Yeah. yeah. We are now bringing
0: one hundred percent more Cowbell yeah. to What the Truck. So, uh well, let's hear your most creative
1: five and seconds if, if, on this. This is pretty beat code. up, you know, so you can you can tattoo this a little bit more. You have five seconds. To do whatever you want. We're not gonna tell you what to do, but this is a this is a you no, can do whatever you want. This yeah. is a no judgment
0: zone.
10: All right. All right, All right here we go.
1: Mm. Oh Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, that was, I was impre- I'm impressed. <laughs> i <laughs> impressed. I mean,
0: we've seen some cowbell ringing oh, in wow. the past couple of days. That one is very high on our list. Well, well Kate, enjoy you. the show. We'll, we'll catch see. up at
1: the barbecue, and we'll we probably be serving
0: you dinner.
10: Don't forget your waiter hats or try and pay hats. where okay. are they? Oh, well, we'll get okay. them.
1: Uh, if you could tap that gentleman right there and tell him to hop on in the booth, that would be great. I sure will. Thanks, you guys. Thank you Thanks, so much, Kate. Okay. Kate. Great job. Delightful. All right. Who's next in line? Here he comes. Who is the next? Who's victim? in the doctor's office? Oh, it's Tom Burke. Tom Burke, welcome. Oh, he's, hold on. Let's let him get his headset on. Tommy, where are you coming? us from Trey Master Inc., right? Yes, sir. Whoa, how are you enjoying this thing out here? Is this, is, is this like any conference you've ever
12: been to? It's absolutely amazing. It's my second year here. Yeah. And it just keeps getting better and better every year. Thanks for the
0: support and for coming. S- like, what You know, there's a lot of things going on here. It's been an exciting couple of days. Um, you're probably weary of absorbing all kinds of stimulating content. But right now, if, like, what's simmering at the top? What's stuck with you?
12: Yeah, you know, it's the amount of uh, tech that's coming into this transportation area that we've been uh, all working in for many years that has been so dry of technology. Yes, and it's uh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I've been in the business for about thirty-five years. Okay, and all in the intermodal side and in the transportation, and it's really great to start seeing. That uh, we're starting to embrace some technology here because it's right? uh, long overdue. We've
0: yeah. been we've been talking a lot about it here, uh, you know, over the uh, over the past couple of days. That's what we're all about here at Transparency. You want to tell us a little bit about what Master does? Mm-hmm. Give us a little context.
1: Well, yeah, and, and also when you're doing it, tell because you said it's long overdue. So bring us a context. So yeah. Why did you form Master and what is the challenge you were looking at the market and you want people to wake up and realize?
12: Yeah. So I owned a trucking company from 2002 to 2012 we had 400 trucks nine offices across the united states and we were managing all of the intermodal rates and quoting on a, on a manual basis costing us Ugh. a ton of money everything was on a single excel spreadsheet nine oh, tabs wow. across oh, yeah. the bottom and uh, you know, XL97, right? Oh my God, S <laughs> 97 Yeah, yeah. It uh, it seems to be the uh, the, uh, the the old, standard, the, right? old the old uh, <laughs> tech standard for this business. Yeah. yeah. Um. And you know, the sad part is, is that as a trucking company owner, we shared that spreadsheet with all of our competitors. Um, not freely, but in the background, because when we sent our rates to customers, okay. customers would then share those rates. So mm. when I sold the trucking company, i said there 's got to be a better way of doing this so and uh, so we created Draymaster, which is a platform that takes truckers tariffs uh, intermodal tariffs in, in particular, and we upload them into the into the platform and From that point on, that trucking company never ever shares all of their rate and all of their rate intelligence in one Excel spreadsheet ever again. Their customers now come to the platform to get the rates, and or they come to us with an API and receive the rates that way.
1: uh, Chad, I'll put some context for you just to build on. So I used to work in sales, and this wasn't a long time ago. This was like 2015, 2016. I was doing sales business for a 3PL. And when people would go for a trucking quote, they wouldn't go to like a dashboard or something. They would send. They would like send out. Sometimes they would BCC, or sometimes they would put everyone. You'd see there's like 20 different 3PLs and carriers, and they'd go for a rate. And like their process was, they would just send out like an email for that. Half the times they didn't include the right dims, which will drive you mad on that side. <laughs> and th- and then they'll go with like whoever gets back first. It has nothing to do with with like efficiency or speed. It's really a rate driven. Thought process that kind so, of has to change too. So
0: it's not so much about the sharing of the data that was the problem, it was the inefficiency of it?
12: No, I think it was it, the, the sharing was, was part of the problem because we had okay. this Excel spreadsheet that had every ounce of our rate intelligence on it that we had created with all these pricing to all these different points. And we would send those to uh, to customers, and then, you know, an, another trucking company would want to do business in Kansas City, for example, and they would uh-huh. call their freight forwarder friend and say, "Hey, can you send me over a tariff for anybody else that's doing business in Kansas City?" And the next thing you know, they had all my rate intelligence in their hands. Well, yeah, that,
0: I think that raises kind of an interesting point because you know we are talking about we are talking about transparency. We're talking about you know agnostic data, data that you know. Why would our competitors collaborate why would we bring it together but at the same time there is a sensitivity to you know some having some proprietary control over one's data yeah
12: and i think that that gets important also for you know depending on the size and the the scale of your company in the rates that you've negotiated right for the particular amount of business that you're providing or the lanes that you're doing business in so i think that all of those things are important components but But I think that that more importantly for our platform, on the intermodal side of the business, you know, everything used to be quoted on fuel and line haul yeah. only. And when you're talking about a full container load or an import export shipment, you've got 12 different accessorial charges. Yeah, lift gate, you got you got you have to bring you got documents.
1: But you know to touch on what you said, I think I don't think the problem was the rates really. It was the speed. So when someone would send out those BCC emails, they would really, they really just get back to who they look they'd wait for like the first 3. And if you couldn't get that speed, Back to them. Yeah. So it didn't have as much to do with your rates as it did to do with speed. So then it's like. We have to have a board or some way to accelerate the way we relay information. back. Well, for sure, back it would be that.
0: But it seemed that you were saying that it's also the exposure of the rates, Tom, that you weren't uh, digging so much for others to be have having knowledge of.
12: Yeah, no, absolutely, because it it was make it would make it easy for somebody to come into a marketplace and you know and and use V lookup in Excel mm-hmm. and you know cross reference my my sheet and get five other carriers' rates, and then all of a sudden they're a competitor. Figure I, out your margin, yeah. yeah.
0: I have a so so it sounds like you have something of a niche uh like being in in the intermodal space with your platform uh how is it going kind of achieving you know the the customers are, are do, do you find that that it's working out or or is it there, is it's extremely competitive and and cr- critical mass is going to be an issue
12: yeah so in uh it, so in this business adoption is slow and it still is i mean even though we're in this what i would call this uh this this tech push for you know innovation and everything else that's going on it's still slow but at the same time, you know, we've got uh, five out of the ten largest freight forwarders that are using our platform uh, to, you know, come in and manage their rates and their quotes, and you know, we're able to show them a very, you know, very quick ROI on what we're what we're providing for them. Yeah, um, we had one of the larger freight forwarders come in and uh, bring, bring in all their carriers. They brought in 300 carriers. And then we uh, re-ran their rates against uh, the, the database for our, for their their uh, 18 months prior data. Okay. And we were able to show them that we were able to save them $1.8 million. So,
1: so naming all these challenges, right? So you're here at Transparency 19, obviously because you're receptive to new ideas. You're receptive to what is coming to the market. So you know who the competitors are. So when when you 're here what what 's resonating with you? What looks like this would really help Dremaster either go over the top or, or help accent your business or could run parallel with it?
12: yeah, I think what uh, what we 're doing here is we 're looking at partners, yeah people that we can make a partnership with the in, in the, the t- transportation management systems, which seems to be the great deal of uh, of tech that we're seeing in the, uh, in, the yes. uh, in the in the uh, in the quick fire uh, rapid, rapid demos, fire yeah, yeah is uh, so we're looking to be the front end uh, to their TMS system have to you- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. To 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 be the front end to replace an antiquated way of them managing rates um, because they've been more concerned about executing the load, where we've been more concerned and focused on the rate side of it.
0: Have you been absorbing a lot of these rapid fire demos uh, today? Uh, I have over the past couple of days. Yep. Anything stand out to you so yeah. far? Yeah.
12: Yeah. So no, it 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 uh, there's a lot of uh, what I would call a lot of the same that that we're seeing out there in the TMS side of it, but it's the integration of the Internet of Things and the ELDs and all of the other pieces and components that are gonna be making this this huge opportunity now okay. for people mm. to see the last mile. Well, well that's exciting. Back for that, right? He's, yeah. yeah, he's not naming names, <laughs> yeah. but he's
0: he's on the lookout. Well, yeah, tell him about tell him about the award, man. We are now with uh, Tom. We are now uh, what the truck with 100 percent more cowbell, and we are having an award. We you get five seconds with the cowbell mm-hmm. to do whatever you want to do with, mm-hmm. and if you win, you will you know the best in show yeah. for the cowbell. We're going to give you a More Cowbell Award. A More Cowbell Award.
1: award yeah. All right. So All okay, right. Yo, we're not going to tell you what to do. It's up to do, you. You get five seconds. Five do, seconds. Do yeah. your
12: worst. Transparency 19 is the bomb. Oh, wow. We, flattery never hurt. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that was vocals.
0: really good, Tom. <laughs> including vocals with it. it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah.
12: We um, caused I a disturbance. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, well, that that must be worth something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank absolutely. you, Tom. Yeah, Great thank to have you. Guys you. Too. Really thank Really appreciate it. So much, Tom. Great meeting you guys. Yes, you too.
1: Is this is
11: yes. this
0: Taylor
1: showing up? Yeah, what's, what's up? Hey, man? Taylor. What are you guys doing to get people talk about basic block I O? Because there's a lot of blockchain products out right now, and you're probably noticing that today. You've been to other conferences.
13: Yeah. Look. So here's my thought. Like, we'll be the only blockchain company to survive. Mark my words on that. And oh, wow. and and like and here's why is because no doubt about that. Even Aaron yeah.
1: little boldness—the boldness, the boldness mean,
13: deserves the gauntlet a has been
0: thrown we'll, down. Will,
13: I will drop the bombs on ninety percent of software companies that are here in the trucking industry uh. because they don't actually talk to their customers ever. Okay. Uh, like yeah. we, I, I truly believe that I really do, and and the reason is, look, I'm not from trucking at all. Like I have okay. no background in trucking. Um, you know, I, I see startups kind of like poker really like you get dealt some cards and being from Nebraska, like I had a couple of trucks in my hand and I said like, screw it, let's try it. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we went out and researched the industry for a year and I don't, I would bet my life that there is no software company here that sold software before they ever laid a line of code. Oh, we sold to over 1,260 drivers before we ever built a single product. Before we ever even laid a single line of code, how how
1: did you? Was it vapor?
13: We sold literally. We sold an idea. We sold like an interactive PowerPoint. That was it. And they knew. The crazy part is, they knew it wasn't built, and they were willing to pay for it, so that way we could go build it. So they fronted the cash for us to go build this product, and they knew it was on blockchain.
1: Why though? Like why? So why were people this sold on this idea?
13: Well, so like I think that the industry is interesting, right? Like a lot of people would say, uh, you know, they need this and they need that, but really, like you ask them, like. You know, companies are hashing, like, stupid photos out onto the blockchain for, like, insurance. Nobody's going to pay for that. They don't want to pay for that, you know. And at the end of the day, truck drivers want paid quicker, and they want more money. That's sure. it, period.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, what, well, what is your background, Taylor?
13: Yeah, so uh, I've been in software, like, my whole entire okay. life. Yeah. Uh,
1: you don't even look that old, so how long is your whole
13: yeah, life Yeah, well, I've been, like, I'm 24, so okay. I guess, like, literally for, like, as long as I can remember, I've been in software. Yeah. My grandfather w- has been in software, like, and in, in done that whole thing. So I've been in, like, my whole life, and the last, like, five or six years... Um, you know, gotten the chance to, like, travel all over the country and learn about blockchain, um, learn about Bitcoin, learn about all these cryptocurrencies, um, and and brought all that knowledge back with me to Nebraska, and kind of, like I said, just looked at the scene and thought, like, there's, in in Nebraska, we really have three things, right? We have, like, corn, we have college football, and we have, like, trucks. So, it was, like, the logical thing that I could do was trucks, and we started talking to trucking companies and realized that you know we could be the stripe for trucking companies, get them paid instantly, yeah. uh, and, and we built out like this little we built out an enterprise level software solution in less than 90 days, implemented it to over a thousand drivers. Um, And now drivers all across the country use our platform uh, to get paid instantly.
1: So, Well, the big problem on Ocean, I just want to, because I want to just, because a a lot of people hear about blockchain for Ocean because of the investments Merck and IBM have done. And and there's so many competitors because it's very, it's very uh, provincial who are making these blockchains. They don't want to share data. They don't want it to be a utility. They don't want it to be any of that. So how are you managing to get market proliferation on the inland side, how are you getting people to share their data with you?
13: Yeah, so so let, it, let me be clear that we, we use blockchain for what it's good at, and that right now that's literally only payments. Okay. Like, if anybody tells you anything different, like, the only thing that it's good at right now is for payments and maybe insurance. Uh-oh. We've yet to prove that out even on insurance side. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I, as a matter of fact, I
13: was... I was
1: that's gonna, why I always think, too, ocean insurance. It makes so much sense for marine cargo insurance, especially, like, the, if you're at the point where you can put IoT and stuff, because yes. there's so much damage control you can like, look at. That, like,
13: that type of stuff, like payments... And, and and we're just getting into the freight area where like insurance could be an interesting thing right yeah. like we are starting to hash some photos onto the blockchain and use that but the thing is if you tell a trucking company you have to pay for that they're not going to pay more, blockchain is not a value proposition, mm-hmm. like it's a tool that we use, we sell our software with never making like blockchain a thing they don't know we use blockchain and if they do it excites them even more but after we've implemented it and they have like they would have no idea, we implement our solution, it changes nothing that they do and we eliminate 70% of what their workflow is like.
1: And, you know, that's how you proliferate with software, right? When It becomes ubiquitous when people don't think that they're using blockchain. It's just a thing they use. It's an it's an app on the phone or it's just a process. Because a lot of people are not, not everybody's, like, super nerdy, like like you maybe or I maybe, where we really get into it and we want to look under the hood. And it's like, oh, really? That runs on, on blockchain and Satoshi K, some, you know, secret Japanese guy made it or whatever it's supposed to be.
13: Yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, we realize that, you know, there's a lot of apps and there's a lot of TMSs out there. We built our app just to prove out the concept that we could do this. So really what it's like, it's no different than, I'll be honest, TransFlow, except for we don't charge. We don't charge them at all for the app. So uh, like for us, it's if they're using an application out there, uh, we implement directly over that. It, we can implement and start onboarding drivers in less than 24 hours. Um, our team like is pretty familiar with the integration process for all the TMSs at this point. I mean, what we do is we scan those documents, we use some OCR to read the documents, and then our goal right now is to actually tokenize those documents, which means anyone in the, pl- anyone in the world can purchase those, those documents and, and help that driver get paid quicker. We move the money around, and then a smart contract <laughs> distributes the payments out.
1: You know, all I'm thinking about since he came in here, remember that conversation we were just having with Preston outside and he was talking about doing a, a blockchain show? I'm like, yeah. we got to get him on that to debate like one of our, our beta guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that would be that would be great. You want you you want to tell us a little bit? Like, what's the name of of your company again?
13: Yeah, um, our company name is Basic Block. You can find us at basicblock.io.
0: Okay. Uh, have you got? Are you guys demoing here? Oh, uh, we're post- not. We're okay. under the radar.
13: So we actually just got funded okay. by probably one of the most prolific angel investors on the planet, Jason Calacanis. Okay. Wow. Um, so we're stoked for the trucking industry to bring somebody like that into the industry. It's the yeah. first. Uh, it's the first investment that he's done specifically in a trucking tech company. Dang, uh, you're he doing was, something right. He was the first. Him. He was the first company. He was the first investor in uh, Uber as well. So. Uh, oh yeah. He was the first check-in, so and, and many, many, many more, um, and we're excited to bring him into the industry. So
0: so what are you doing here at Transparency? Are you checking out the demos, doing some, like, stealth intel?
13: No, I was just checking it out. I'm in Charleston at the end of the week anyway, so it was kind of like I want to stop by and check it out. I've obviously seen freight waves and all that stuff. Um, yeah and known Craig and a lot of the guys so I, I came down here and, and just want to say what's up
0: well oh, it's great thanks for saying what's up we gotta have you on more and talk, yeah. talk with you a little bit more Dooner you wanna tell them about how we yeah, are yeah about- you
13: know
1: what it is man you've heard about it before dude this I, I more- know Cal I'm All from right. Nebraska It's right, this
13: <laughs> is more Cabell Awards
1: you get five seconds we're not gonna tell you what to do but best in show wins the more Cabell Award transparency do your goddamn damn damnedest man. wait
13: I gotta do something with this for or five
1: or seconds you only got five seconds we've been pulling it on everybody
13: oh man I gotta do something that yeah
1: you're pro- no I know. Time
0: you
13: time to think Hop in. Dude, I don't know. I feel like I gotta like go down here and like do one of these. Like, well, style points. Oh, that's what I feel like I gotta do. I don't know.
0: Style points. Oh. All right, points. well, that was it. Yeah. I, yeah, when We he, listened to that. For, that was interesting, though. For our uh, Make audience, of that he, he stood up, uh, he, he did it between the legs. Yeah um that, that was uh definitely um Alex athletic shortstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know i did play
13: college football so i got that athletic oh wow. yeah oh
1: yeah, you're, oh, oh yeah you're like long snapper
13: yeah, i got i was i was dead ass i was a long snapper so i was i was a long snapper wow. so impressive I, I appreciate you guys for having me on guys yeah, for, yeah great, great to, to have you, have you so Taylor. Much. Thanks so
1: much guys thanks for being on all right guys that concludes our day two coverage chad is already off at the triumph pay barbecue i gotta go catch up with him The lucky people who got the key fobs, they got the golden ticket to go ride the Porsches around a racetrack. Day 3 coverage coming up tomorrow. You're not going to have to wait long. We're going to have the guy who put this all together, Arlen Stark, on here. We're going to have the exit interviews and, of course, the 100% More Cowbell Best in Show Transparency 19 Award. It's going to be awesome. I may sound rushed because I gotta go catch Jack, cause I gotta go serve. Anyways, this has been What the Trucks Day 2 coverage. Join us again tomorrow. Subscribe now. Never miss an episode. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Take it easy. Looking forward to tomorrow. On What the Truck.